And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nope. Soul Z19. <laughs> the Mask Chris Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Baron, you're, you're very quiet. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk, live on the PPRN radio network and speaker. Um, Souls. Hey, what are you drinking? Oh, we're going right into it. Yeah, I am drinking the Black Hog IPA out of Black Hog out of Oxford, Connecticut. Our friends at Black Hog. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. our friends. No, they're they're our friends, Kyle. They're more your friends. Yeah, you choose not to go. Exactly. Nice time. Hey, so you cheap fuck. What beer did you not buy yourself this week? Well, I was surprised. Uh, uh, cheap your- fuck. You're still very quiet. Maybe you're just not hearing well. Uh, you're definitely quieter than Kendall and Paul. I am. I, I, he's I'm Kendall. Sorry, he's Kendall. No, you fucked up. You fucked up. Private stock. Somebody pour it on the TV. How's that? Nope. Nope. How funny would it be if he had the wrong mic on the whole time? I've done that. Like, like, just like two extra people in the studio, and he's like, oh, fuck, what do I do? It's all different. <laughs> Before, you should just turn all the mics on. <laughs> just run around. Nope. Nope. I got loud in my headphones when he did that. Yeah, I don't understand. I got very echoey. Not like you, I just mean like I heard a lot of background noise. Your sound's bad, Kendall. You gotta change rooms. Alright, so. right, you guys you guys drive home real quick, Skype in. <laughs> everyone get in Jeff's room. Yeah, this would this would never happen if Peter built a woodworking studio. This is true. But I have from front uh porch brewing strawberry uh crop circles. It's a terrible town. Nobody lives there anymore. You don't have to be favorited of it. Massey? Uh, I am drinking... Poland Spring, Spring Water. Which one? No, I'm drinking uh, Snapple Iced Tea. Excellent. I believe we've discussed this, that you should be drinking Snapple Apple. That's the worst Snapple. <laughs> That's but why he the, wants me to drink it. But it's the catchiest name. It see they fucked it up though. They should have just called it Snapple. No, nope, Snapple Apple. I like it. I think it should actually be called Apple Snapple because I never call it Snapple Peach. I always call it Peach Snapple. Right. <laughs> uh, Mock. I have from Bad Sons Beer Company. Out of Derby, Connecticut. Budweiser. A, <laughs> a hop skull pale ale. Nice, nice, nice. I am drinking from our friends at Blackhawk Brewing. The essential part of a complete breakfast rainbow gravy. 
an imperial pale ale brewed with lactose. So, hey, all the beers being drank on the show today are uh, Connecticut beers. Ooh, feature. Yeah, make sure we're going to be trending. (laughs) No, we're not. Hey, Mark, you know what I bought today? What? I bought a beer that was brewed by the CT Beer uh, Craft Beer Guild. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Does anybody have any Toast of Excellence? Yeah. Um, Can I go first? My Toast of Excellence is to Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods for beating Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Should have went first. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's quiet? I don't understand what's going on. Oh, Kendall's quiet. Kendall, are we taking away from you? Is it? Oh, God, he unplugged his mic. Oh, now his penis is out. Any change? None? All downhill from here. So you know what's funny? I think he is quiet, even in my headphones. But the thing is, is like I can hear him through the headphones, so I don't pick up that he's quiet. I mean, my levels are good. Everybody's gonna talk like an idiot for three hours, which is no problem. <laughs> uh, my toast of excellence is to ex Chicago Bears slash Green Bay Packers slash Minnesota Vikings quarterback Jim McMahon. Uh, how can I say it? But other than you may be cool, but are you as cool as Jim McMahon wearing his Chicago Bears jersey to the White House when he was the backup for the Packers? <laughs> All you needed to do was be a lion. The the, sto- <laughs> the story behind it is that when uh, the Bears won the Super Bowl, uh, shortly after the Bears won the Super Bowl, that was when the Challenger exploded. So the White House was like shut down for like party visits and things like that. So the Bears, 85 Bears, never made it to the White House. So he wore his... Number nine. It was the day after the parade. Yeah, he but he wore his number nine Chicago Bears shipping manager under his blazer. <laughs> That's amazing. Am I better now, guys? Yes. Yes. All right. One of the uh, you're gonna like this. Oh, I'm not done yet. I oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Another one for me is a uh, is a is a nice shot to uh, Solzy and uh, myself's hockey teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, we can talk a little bit more in discussion about this later if you guys wish. But the the NHL came upon an agreement on what the playoff format is going to be when hockey resumes. And uh, they're already getting ready to go into phase three of reinstating hockey. But um, the original plan was doing like 24 teams in the playoffs and doing just a best of three all the way up to the Stanley Cup being a best of seven. And all the players that voted against it basically just said, we don't want to face Sidney Crosby or Patrick Kane in a best of three series at all ever. (laughs) I just thought it was cool because, like, like it's it's pretty uncommon when you hear players like shout out another player in a sense where it's like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> it'd be like it would just be like like it'd be like a like a quarterback just being like, oh, I don't want to snap the ball if that guy's rushing. Tom Mockfields every time he hikes the ball in two K five, or in, or in real life because Kyle, you're a better quarterback than him than flag football. Thank you. Everyone knows it. Yeah, with that noodle arm. Yeah, better than having Jacob pick my team. What? Remember when Jacob picked you as your quarterback and nobody else? Sorry about that. That backyard football game. Yeah, that was the same night that Kendall drove to my house at 10 o'clock to buy Johnny Walker Blue for me while I was at work. Really bizarre interaction. Yeah. I called Paul. (laughs) Could you get one for me? Like, I don't have the money to just grab one right now. You know, I can't believe Do you want to buy mine for me? I mean, are you okay with. Yeah, I guess. So I could just get home and there's just 180 bones sitting in cash (laughs) on my coffee table. I can't believe the kid thought that having you and Eric on the same team was fair. Yeah. Scored a lot of touchdowns. 
Who was the quarterback for that team? Kyle. How many touchdowns did you throw? A lot. How many flea flickers did you throw? I also had two picks. Both the mock. No, like I had two picks. Oh, you had two interceptions. Yeah. Uh. Off mock. Because he threw it a young kid. Mock, yeah. do you have a toast of excellence? Is uh, it to the it amazing the DB skills Kyle of Kyle? You want Kyle Souls to be the next DB for the Giants? No. Well, I can't be any much worse than DeAndre Baker. Kyle, as much as I don't think Baker is that good, He's still light years better at playing cornerback than you would be. He didn't say anything else about quarterback. <laughs> I said corner. I know, but you didn't say quarter. So I'm a better quarterback than DeAndre Baker. I'm still going to go ahead and say no. Prove it. I'm, I'm still going to say that the <laughs> yeah, NFL athlete is a better anything. All right, so what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make Kyle as a created player, and then I'm going to make DeAndre Baker a quarterback of a football team. And I'm going to sim a season. It's the only way. Yeah. Either that or meet at the Coles parking lot. We'll just have but, a... but here's the thing. It has to be Kyle's actual stats. I'm going to give him all the same stats as DeAndre Baker. Because <laughs> I refuse to believe that DeAndre Baker has better short accuracy than... Or, like, that Kyle's short accuracy is that much worse than DeAndre Baker's. <laughs> Anybody else this have any toast? an interesting setup. Yeah, I do. Oh, go ahead. I would like to wish Brian Urlacher a happy birthday. Oh, I'm a bitch. Oh, I was excited. Hey, Rebecca, can you take these? Just because I'm going to draw on them. I don't know why, but I just have the urge to draw on them. And I know I will, but like not even thinking about it. Can I draw on them? Chris, do you have one? No. Crack them. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. All right. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a Michael Bay beer open. It's just so loud. Well, then take one headphone out. Kendall, what if you do the explosions? I know the quieter. That sounds like a plane, way better than a train. Yeah, they're, they're good at their own things. <laughs> I mean, well, hold on. You, you say that, but a plane has wheels, so a plane can drive and fly. Train can't fly. Train can't fly. That's and they make planes that can also float. This is true. They also make boats that can fly. Yeah, I guess. In the, well, because of a station. If a plane can float, it's well, a boat. I guess it and then I so mean. it can fly. They don't make trains that can fly or swim. So you know? you're pretty much saying that trains suck. Well, they're, they're good at moving coal and steel coils and various infrastructure. Stuff that and fucking up about. my day. I've never once had to stop driving because a boat was going across the road. I've had that happen to me. Yeah. I had to, no, in, in Stratford, where the, there's a little. Bridge on Route One. I, I get stopped as, as long as I've lived here. I've never had the. How many times have you had to stop because there was a fucking plane going by? I try to stay off the tarmac. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you guys want McDonald's? <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> That's a wrap. Let's, let's get out of here. I bought an ice cream machine. I can make my own soft serve now. You know, I was talking about what this yesterday. Yours? No, you can't have it. It's no, mine. No, I want not yours. I want my own. I own all. No, I only own one. But I, I was talking about needing this yesterday. I would, I would eat ice cream every day if I had my own soft serve machine. I have a soft serve machine now. Guess who's moving in? Rebecca to the kitchen. Me or wherever you keep it. I can do up to six flavors. Cool. Yeah, you know, I didn't know Kendall was a big ice cream guy. 
I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do vanilla. I'm gonna do chocolate. I'm gonna do vanilla chocolate twist. Classic chocolate vanilla twist. Yeah, same thing, but the chocolate is on one side. Right. Vanilla's on the right. yeah, exactly. Left, left Twix, right Twix. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then I'm going to do a 75% vanilla, 25% chocolate. <laughs> and then I'm going to yeah, do... So it's basically the McDonald's milkshake. <laughs> no, I'm going to call Can it the Dalmatian soft serve. Uh, sheets had their own soft serve machine. They do. Yeah. Do they? You can buy soft serve at Sheets. It's a, a, a Sweets treat, is that what it is? Yeah, Sweets treat, yep. Yeah, we uh, just suck and get... She has everything you need, man. And after you're done, you go back to your hotel room and you take a real nice sheet. Mm. God, I want to go back so bad. I, after that trip, I don't think I could have if I wanted to. The shits are hot and the paper is sharp. But see, it's all about the balance. If you eat enough of like the gross food mixed with enough cheese curds, you just take kind of like normal poops more frequently. Because you're so, yeah, it's, you're it's, so it's, constipated. You know, scale. A... Right, you're so constipated, but at the same time, you also kind of have diarrhea. And it just works out to having a regular crap you just have more of them the thing is too i think if we went there for like an additional two days i think we our body would just kind of sync up much better because as soon as your body's getting used to sheets you're out of there it's you're going back home i also think that similar like how women deal with menstruation i feel like after we've had enough sheets our bowel cycle get on the same path because we all usually (laughs) kind of have to go at the same time which is was always a big problem when we only had one toilet (laughs) Kind of a logistical nightmare. Yeah, that's when that, that's when like the ice bucket started coming in play. You would just open up the vents to the AC and just start waffle stomping it in there. Kendall would pee in the chair. Unconfirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah, you pissed on the chair. Mock woke up to you naked in that chair, and it was wet. <laughs> I could have taken a shower and dried <laughs> off on the chair. Which you are known to do. The funniest <laughs> story ever. Was when I asked Kendall, Kendall, you ever you ever sleep in your parents' bed? No, not really. But sometimes after I take a shower, I'll just roll around naked on their comforter and dry off, like a like a dog that's been out in the rain. It was so funny when he said, I "Couldn't believe it." That's the best. You come running into the bathroom, and dive on. Oh, so funny, covered in cat hair. <laughs> hey, speaking of the cats, how are the cats? The mitten's still kicking? Yeah. yeah. Still she's kicking. still a miserable bitch. She's nice in, in her old age. She's, she's, she's calmed down. She's actually more brave than Bear. She'll go out with the dog. Outside? No, no. no like, just in, in the house. They're like, they've been like quarantined to my parents' bedroom for as long as the dog has existed. So They're used to it. Bless you. So, anybody have any some stuff they want to talk about? <laughs> I figure we'll do some kind of open-ended discussion first hour. We'll do Kyle's thing in the second hour, and then we'll round up with some GSWD points in the third hour. Bum, bum, bum. Also, you guys are cool. If you guys want to come up with things, I'm cool with coming up with everything and just not being part of the GSWD point scale. If you guys want me as part of it, then like we're going to need some other stuff. It doesn't have to be an every week thing. Um, well, I think you should play. I mean, that's not so fun being the guy. Just... Can we play that game? The three thing? No. We can't play that. <laughs> Did anybody watch uh, Tiger King? The Last Dance? Yeah. What? Yes. What do people think of it? Because I still haven't watched it yet. Uh, I really honestly... So here's the thing. If if you were a Bulls fan, like, like if you were a Bulls fan that cared about learning about the Michael Jordan era, or you were alive and comprehensible during that time, I don't think you really learned much. I think it was really geared towards our generation and younger that didn't grow up on Jordan and kind of 
taught them about Jordan and what Jordan gotcha. was about. Like, why why is somebody that you've never watched play in such conversation about and oftentimes viewed as better than this other guy that you've watched dominate the league for 15 years? I think that's kind of what it was. Okay. This this was also, I think, like it opened the door to now. They're going to do the Brady one. There's going to be the LeBron one. The Kobe ones. Like, there's going to be these movies for all the like the polarizing stars, you know, from the last thirty years. I'm not against it. I kind of dig it. No, it, it's going to be interesting because even you know, we we know how most of us feel about you know Tom Brady, but I would watch it because you know there was probably a lot of interesting stuff happening behind the scenes. Why he really left New England? Yeah, that's why. I, like that, but even beyond that, you know, the whole Deflate Gate thing, and spite. Like, there's, there's definitely more to the story. I saw a know? fun conspiracy theory about that the other day. <clears throat> what about how you used to be a Saints fan? <laughs> yeah, is it that the ball was full of coronavirus and when they took it out, it infected the world? <laughs> no. Uh, Pat's took a- an L during that because uh, the NFL wanted the rest of the media to stop talking about CTE, which was a big discussion point in that case. So they just pinned something on the Patriots and just made it this big talking point to get discussion away from that. Hmm. And then Aaron Hernandez blew his brain off. And it's like, well, <laughs> fuck. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be I fair, mean... he blew other people's brains off first, so. I'm all about yeah. the play, Kate. You know, they cheated. They did the right thing. Kyle, you're just a big advocate. For there it is. Yeah, listen, he 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 kind of baited you into that one. He... I know. <laughs> I can give a fuck. That's why Pete Rose isn't in the hall. Should be four thousand hits, and he didn't even cheat. You don't know that. He betted for his team, not against. Again, we don't know that. We do. They I'm came not out saying he it. shouldn't be in, but we don't know that. We do because there were all the reports back in the day about it. So, so every shady bookie that he could have made a bet with, like, just handed over their ledgers? Yeah, because it's Pete fucking Rose. He had a reality TV show. Yeah, played for the Expos, Kendall. Did you know that? I did not know that. Hmm. I'd like to talk about uh, Pete Rose hits and misses just for a second. Uh, aired for one season on TLC. Great name, terrible show. <laughs> he has his own shirts that say The Hit King on it. And I kind of want to get in on that. I can get you one. It has to be a Phillies one. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll wear it. Away. White, white with the small red P. <laughs> It'll be my uh, summertime going to Dino's shirt. That oh. sucks. <laughs> How often do you go to Dino's, Kendall? Uh, almost never. Once with you, once with Vito, once with Mark. And it was terrible all three times. The only thing they make that's good there are the whole belly clam strips, and you have to get them right then and there, and you have to eat all of them as fast as you can. Because if they even remotely get cold, it's like you're chewing on car tires. So that's kind of the deal. I mean, it's all fried seafood. That's not meant to travel. But like, but the thing is, I've gotten like fried scallops there that were not good, like hot. They were bad. <laughs> the other thing, too, I mean, North Haven to Prospect is pretty far. But I'm saying, though, but like I've gotten it there, and it's terrible. Like, I've eaten there. It's right next to my work. We've gone there for work things, and it was it's always terrible every time. When you're a seafood place, and the best thing that you have on the menu is a fucking hot dog named after <laughs> Kyle's dad's penis. 
Hey, you know, Captain Morgan's looking at me, Mark. Can you just move your head a little bit towards me? So like, what's the name? Move of towards, towards the TV. you, Kyle. It's towards a you. Dino's in uh, North Haven. Yeah. I think what Kyle's saying, Mock, is either move towards the screen a little more so that if Captain Morgan face is covered by the camera, or Chris needs to talk over you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about Dino's is uh, the fried seafood and eating that piece of toast at the bottom. That <laughs> piece soaks of bread up on the bottom. Yeah, it's Kyle's favorite piece. Yeah, and my dad's like, you should be eating that. I'm like, fuck you. I shouldn't be eating that. It's there. I'm going to eat it. They don't just put it there for no reason. And if they didn't want you to eat it, they'd put something else, like a piece of styrofoam. Yeah, like... Or something else to soak it up. Cat litter or something. <laughs> really adds to the, the sand aspect of the... <laughs> it's like an oyster. Yeah. Get the kernels in there. Going to Stowe's. Terrible time. <laughs> Mock likes that place. I don't think I've ever been there. Yes, you have. I don't think I have. You were friends with Vito once. Yes, but I, I never went there. God, we went through a lot of phases. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a well, casino stage. Anything else people want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I know the listeners are really interested in our eating habits, but... Uh... <laughs> we're talking about so, eats enough. Did, did you guys check out the match at all with Brady and Peyton and yeah. Tiger Woods. I just found it funny that Charles Barkley was commentating. And that Tom Brady's pants ripped. There was just a lot of funny things because like, me and Kendall were just talking about like, neither of us like Brady that much, but he can be a funny guy. Like, he does funny things. And just Peyton Manning is hilarious. So just watching him interact was all <laughs> like, hilarious. When they were talking about caddies, Oh, with Eli. I knew he was going to bring that one up. Any chance to mention Eli? No. I thought it was hilarious because he was like, yeah, I was going to bring Eli or Nick Foles. And Brady turned out he's like, that's a real low blow there, guy. <laughs> well, that's what he said, too, because it was Tom Brady was with Phil Mickelson, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, Tiger said something to him about, like, how do you feel about me wearing the Atlanta Falcons colors? He goes, the Falcons aren't what bother me. It's the Eagles that keep me up at night. <laughs> There's just just a lot of funny stuff happening. Did you see that, like, Eli Manning just got a Twitter, and <laughs> and Brady is like, just like in real life, showing up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eli said something back, but I don't remember what he what he said. It, it was... They, do people love him on Twitter? Yeah, Rebecca's already following him. Yeah, I made a mistake saying that out loud. Yeah, you're going to hear about it all the time now. Oh, my God, Eli retweeted. <laughs> Guess what Eli tweeted with ice cream? <laughs> But uh, Charles Barkley uh, betted Tom Brady he couldn't hit the green for $5,000 and completely missed the green. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> he goes, all right. Wow, Chuck. Hits it onto the fucking cartway. <laughs> I love like these athletes. Like, they just throw a run. When I, I bet you five grand. Then... Yeah. Well, the other side, I mean, it was all a big charity thing. Right. You know, I think they raised, it was like $20 million or something for whatever charity. It was towards the COVID-19 thing. Is that what it was? Yeah. All in. Then Tom Brady fucking hit an eagle. People went nuts, meaning him and Charles Barkley. <laughs> Did you to, see that shot, though? It told him to yeah. shut. The first time I saw it, it looked CGI'd the way it rolled back in so fast. <laughs> 
Apparently, Tom Brady's it, a pretty terrible golfer. <laughs> Listen, he can't be good at everything. <laughs> it was just a funny thing. Like, again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was kind of catching like the the highlights, and a lot of it was just very funny. And, and I just hope that Peyton Manning ends up being an announcer somewhere. <laughs> Dude, I think if he wanted to, he would have already done it. I know, I know, and that's the bummer. Because he would be awesome to have as a commentator. Him and Pat McAfee together, I think, would be pretty funny. Pretty good. Pat, Pat McAfee's just too outrageous. <laughs> I, I, I think the guy's hilarious, but he's just way too far out there. <laughs> I think he would dial it back if you got higher years for him. He likes talking about the kickers way too much. <laughs> Did you see him doing the XFL game and where the where the, the Marquette King? Kicked it in like to the two, and the guy on the team like fucked it up and got it into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> you don't fucking do that. He's actually called NFL games randomly. Yeah, he's like he, here and there. He is good at it. It's just he's he's such a like big personality. I, I think he called like the Packers Vikings like last game yeah. a couple years ago. I like how. Uh, on Greg Olson's bye week, he went called a game and then went and went. <laughs> I, he's he was a, pretty. He's pretty good at yeah, it too. He, he's if he pursues, it, I think he'll be a good. I think good the only person that's been bad at it was Jason Witten. Yeah, God. Uh, well, Booger McFarland's pretty fucking terrible. But the weird thing is, like, he was on TV before that. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Just regress. Yeah. Now Jason Witten's playing for fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, that was a real weird turn. <laughs> I tell you, do you think like like Dallas fans are pissed about that? No. Well, here here's why I asked Kyle. They had like the big like tearful send off when he retired. Then he comes back for a year. All right, cool. And he's like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna go play for another squad. <laughs> I'm gonna go play with Gruden. So I can be the Gruden grinder every week. Maybe that's what it is. Do you think he does that every week? Oh, yeah. I'm sure in like, his team <laughs> meetings, he has his grinder of the week. Even like other players like, on different teams. Like, this is, <laughs> watch out for this guy. This guy since high school. Yeah. You know who the Gruden grinder was this week, guy? Not us. Yeah. It was yeah. fucking Pat Mahomes. Exclusively not us. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? Kyle, you want to talk about Dak Prescott? Yeah, we could talk about Dak for a second. What up? Talking about Baker Mayfield too. Fucking at Lamar Jackson. Okay, let's go one at a time. <laughs> right? Fuck Dak Prescott. Okay, I get the whole. You'll be you saying know, that when he's a Steeler next year. He's not gonna be. It'd be so funny if he was though. Forty-five million dollars a year for a guy well, no, that. No, no. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I'm not saying you're wrong, but you didn't say that correctly. So say it. He he wants. Forty-five million that last year of the deal. He wants closer to forty per year, north of forty-five in his final year. Even still, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> you ain't that good, homie. Championship game. Yeah, he also was eight and eight with a fucking talented roster last year. Who lost to the Eagles? Who was banged up? Sorry, the guy is not that good. Anybody can say what they want. But he's a fucking average, below average quarterback at best. He's not below average. He's not below average. I, I don't see where he's even average. Uh, look, at the end of the day, the cor- if you're, it doesn't matter what your, your team is around you. 
you, you're still an important part of a team if he's making he's making it to the playoffs. He's he's still he's an average quarterback at worst. He's not below average. He's not worth. He's worth what? Twenty million the most. What mess? I said I would agree with you. So I look at it in the sense the same. I mean, what what do you get out of Dak Prescott that you wouldn't get from Andy Dalton? Mobility. And, but but I mean, a Andy better Dalton deep has ball. taken team. Andy Dalton has. I, I don't know about that. Dak Prescott's a better deep ball. He barely has a deep ball. He doesn't. He still has a better deep ball. Andy Dalton. Okay, Andy Andy Dalton's deep ball completion percentage for his career when it's not to AJ Green is eleven percent. But it's to AJ Green now. But it doesn't. But it's. But that's because it's AJ Green. It's the go up and get it guy. Otherwise, eleven percent on deep balls. I don't care if you can. Brock Osweiler can throw a football standing still, eighty-five yards. He did it in Denver's training camp. So does he? Is he better than Dak Prescott? Does he have a better? Is I, he a better deep ball quarterback than Dak Prescott? What yes. I, the point that I'm making is that Andy Dalton has gotten teams to the playoffs. Not, so I mean, why? But not consistently. Did for eight years in a row, didn't he? he? Yeah. What do you mean? He didn't get him there. That defense got him there. But I mean, Dalton was was an efficient quarterback. He just had a terrible coach that hung around for too long. Look, it, this Here's, is the way the Dak Prescott thing can be summed up in, in in exactly this sentence: You either hate Dak Prescott or you like Dak Prescott, and that's the end of it. The people that don't like Dak Prescott will always think that he's never worth more than five cents as a quarterback. Dak Prescott this year could go throw for sixty touchdowns, six thousand yards, no picks, no fumbles, and win the Super Bowl with a perfect passer rating in every single game. And every single person who's, sh- who's shitting on him now will still say he's a fifteen million dollar a year quarterback, guaranteed. There's, there's, that's it. it. It doesn't matter. Well, it's, no, if he does that, it is. It is that. It he's a Dallas bit. quarterback. Everybody hates Dallas quarterbacks. Everybody hated Romo. Everybody hates Dak Prescott. They're all going to hate the next guy. People hated Aikman. It's a continuating thing. You think it's, he's worth that much money? Romo. But I'm, I'm not saying everybody, but the majority of people hate Dallas. But do you think he's worth that much money? I, no, I don't. But if but I'm saying you're saying that he's a below average quarterback. I'm saying he could go out and have he could lead the league in touchdowns, yards, and win the Super Bowl on his shoulders, and you would still say that he is a below average quarterback who's not worth more than twenty million dollars. That's exactly what you would say, and it's exactly what Mock would say, and it's exactly what That's all the fine. Cowboy haters would so say. Right now, he ain't worth. But the point is, but the point is that you will always think that about Dak Prescott. You will forever think that about Dak Prescott. Always, you will always think that about Baker Mayfield. You will always think that about Lamar Jackson. When people, it's 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 natural habit. When you get in your ways about something, it's the same thing with me. I will never, I will never say that I believe Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't think at any season in Aaron Rodgers' career he was the best quarterback in the NFL. And there's bias in it. Of course there is. That's what being a fan is. But it's my opinion. But that's how it's going to be for Dak Prescott. People who don't like Dak Prescott, people who don't like the Cowboys, Mark, Kyle, who have biases against them outside of just them as a football organization, it doesn't matter how good Dak Prescott performs, you will never think he's an above-average quarterback. You will always find a reason to belittle what he does, whether it's a lot or a little. It's just how it is. It will but he's be not an above-average quarterback. I mean, you could look. At but he's not a below-average quarterback. I, I didn't say that he was. But you but you'll never say he's an above-average quarterback. He could have five straight. But he could have five straight years of forty touchdowns, and you won't say he's an above-average quarterback. <laughs> you'll find a, you'll find a reason true. to say that it is though. 
if a quarterback has five years of 40 touchdowns, then that's ridiculous. What I'm saying is, is he hasn't proven a damn thing in the league yet. Okay, he's made the playoffs. That's fine. So has Andy Dalton. So why would you? Why would a team pay Dak Prescott forty-five million dollars to do the same exact thing that Andy Dalton will do, and you're paying him what three? As a, I don't even understand why the Cowboys are entertaining it. He hasn't proven anything. He hasn't done a thing to get to warrant that contract at all. Hasn't done a thing. I don't think a team's going to pay him that much either. The Cowboys are going to do it. The Cowboys are going to give him the money. Which, I mean, yeah, being a, te- a guy that doesn't like the Cowboys, I hope they do because it's going to dismantle their team in two years. But it, it, he has done nothing to warrant demanding this money. It, it's ridiculous. And it's gotten to where they, they – I, I don't even understand why they're entertaining it. You have Andy Dalton who can give you the exact same season. The exact same season for 40 less million dollars. It doesn't make any sense. He, well, he has I, no ground to stand on. I, th- I think we're in agreement that he, he's not worth the money. But, you know, it, it, he is an efficient quarterback that can win games. And, you know, it, it, will, it will be you know be decided, you know, next year, year after, you know, what I think we, we really, you know, we'll see with him. We'll see him. But the thing I don't understand is, you know, for a guy like he, he's a player who's actually lucky to have like some outside endorsement. So he he's making money whether he's playing or not. You know, to be the chunky soup guy, it sounds ridiculous what I'm saying, but to be the <laughs> chunky soup guy, like you're making money. He's not he's not being shortchanged. I just I don't understand the mindset of. I don't know where he got the number from. What number? Like he wants forty. Because Mahomes is going to get fifty. It's it, and Mahomes I, I'm, has an MVP. I and know a Super that. Bowl. God, I'm not defending him. Jesus, fuck! Everyone just you, you say one positive thing about someone, and everyone's just like, he's a dick rider. That's, a, that's not what I'm saying. The point is, everybody chases the big contract every single year. An NFL player at a position gets paid more than the guy before him and doesn't deserve it. Is Khalil Mack a better pass rusher than Aaron Donald? Statistically, no. But guess who got more money? Khalil Mack. It's the same thing every single fucking year. Elliot's going to get a contract. Saquon's going to want $20 million more. It's going to continuously happen. Kamara's going to get a contract. Elliot's going to want more. Barkley's going to want more. And then the next guy's going to want more. And it's just always how it goes. Every, who the fuck goes into the NFL? Name one player in the NFL that goes out and goes, you know what? Every That guy got $5 million in the last quarterback. The quarterback after him got $5 million more. I'm going to settle for 20 less. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to go out and they're going to get all the money in the world they can. Dak has all the time in the world to do this. It doesn't matter a fifth-year option or not. That's all just garbage talk. He has till the end of the 2020-2021 NFL season to get a contract done. It'll get figured out. The point is, nobody's going in there. No, no NFL athlete is going to go in and settle for less. They're not going to go in and say, oh, well, he's better than me, so I should get paid less. No one does that. No, you're right. I mean, how many how many times a year do we see a player get paid an exorbitant amount of money that exceeds their talents because the last time when a player was available with their talent or better got paid this amount of money? I mean, this has been the NFL conversation for like the past 20 years. I mean, we, And it's never going to change. It's never going to change. Baker Mayfield's going to get a fat fucking contract. 
and tons of people are going to be super for that, and he's done less than Dak, to be honest. Done less than Dak. Yes, you're right. But he's going to get a fat contract, and no one's going to shit on it. No one will shit on Baker Mayfield's contract. Why? Because people, because Baker Mayfield's a better personality. Because Baker Mayfield plays for a team that the majority of people don't hate. This I, I don't agree with that though. If Mayfield, I mean, had he had one good season, if he doesn't pick it up again, and then tries to ask for forty-five million, he's going to get shit on just like Dak is. A hundred percent. He won't though, because it won't get the media coverage that Dak gets, because Dak's a cowboy. All right. Chunky Soup is not a plug, by the way. Just you know, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> you mean Dominic McNabb? He was the best. Uh, his mom was the best. You're right. Yeah. It was a guy in between, but I don't remember who it was. And I won't agree that Baker Mayfield oh, had a good cruise. year. He had an above average year and an average year. Because he did the somersault with his mom. I there was two people in between. Oh my god, I didn't realize that Baker Mayfield had a one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio last year. <laughs> That's bad. Let's look at Jake Plummer's stats. He's a 161 touchdown. <laughs> 161. <laughs> I don't even remember him as a Cardinal. Long time ago. God, he's bad. Who? Baker's stats. I mean, like, he changes games like with his mobility. Like, things that don't show up on stat sheets. Like, I understand that, but, like, if you just look at his quarterback stats, they're fucking terrible. I mean, yards-wise, he's got yards. Like, he's just shy of 4,000 yards in both seasons. But 27 touchdowns to 18 picks, and then 22 touchdowns to 21 picks. <laughs> God, and, and he had below he had below 60 completion percentage. Yeah, he was pretty poopy last he year. He had a shit year last year. He had all that talent. Well, what's amazing, though, Tell us about Lamar Jackson. What about him? He's an overrated piece of garbage because he's a Raven. No, he's he's a good quarterback. But I think that one year they're going to catch on and then they're just going to go downhill. I think Lamar Jackson right now is going to be very good for the next next two years. And then he's going to have a very big spike in his numbers. Like, a, like, a, like a, a regression, like uh, yeah. a drop off, a spike. Yeah, like he he he, a he downward spike. Yeah, he got a it, downward yeah. spike. I know we know what you meant. Well, you know we, we talk about because like guys like him don't last very long in the NFL. So Kyle, I I do agree with you that you know typically the mobile quarterback doesn't last long. They also don't win. But Lamar plays than the past mobile quarterbacks we've seen. He's not like an RG3 where he fights. Well, yeah, the but they said that about Michael Vick, too. In my opinion, the mobile quarterbacks never win a championship in the NFL. You look at it, it's always the pocket passer. Well, the thing that's going to happen to Lamar Jackson is the mobile quarterback that he is isn't the RG3 style. RG3, would be would if he had played a full career, would have continuously had nagging injuries. Like Cam Newton. That's the type of Cam Newton is. Cam Newton will go for the hit. will will, will absorb the hit and fight for the extra yards and you get continuously nagging injuries that eventually will end up being something bigger that will shorten your career lamar jackson is going to be an absolute animal and then he's going to have one really bad injury that's going to take him out for a year to a year and a half like he's going to he's going to completely tear an achilles or he's going to like blow his acl out to the point where he has to miss 
16 months due to repairs to the injury. Because he doesn't go for the hit, but he goes for all the extreme jukes and cuts. and, yeah. and, and He's at the risk for the non-contact injury. And just, just Right, and, and the thing is... is Once in, his it, legs are gone... Well, I'll say, and the thing gone. is going to be, can he bounce back from it and you know come back as a quarterback type of thing? But the thing is, is, yes, he's an athlete, but every day he spends in the NFL is less and less training that he's doing. Because John Harborough is not training him in practice like a running back. He's training him like yes. a quarterback. So more and more days are going to go by where he's not going to get that endurance training on it. And it's just going to be one one slip, and it's going to cost him a long time. Yeah. Is well, he exciting to watch? Yes. I'll admit that. I don't think he sucks. I think he had a very good year last year. Do I think the reason why he loses in the playoffs is because of his arm? I do 100%. I don't think his accuracy is still there. Out of the... Which... I, I can get behind that. It got better, but it's still not there. Like a lot of the passes that he threw last year, if you look at it, are underthrown kind of. Or if you throw it to the tight end, they have to kind of like jump for it. One, he's going to get them hurt because he's not a very good leader or like leading the pass and stuff like right. that. You know, we, we, I just think like once his legs give out, that's the end of Lamar Jackson. Perhaps. I mean, we talked briefly for a second about Michael Vick, and I think, actually, credit to him, I think later when he when he came back and, you know, had the one or two good years of Philadelphia, he kind of adjusted his game. And he, he was running less. He, I'm sure, obviously, yeah. was not as fast. But he played well. He threw worse from Pittsburgh. <laughs> he won us a game. No, he didn't win us a game. <laughs> well, you're right. Le'Veon Bell took the ball. You're, you're right. With, But he drove him down. <laughs> God damn, we've had any quarterback that game. They would have won by 40 points. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun game. It was hard. It was hard to watch, <laughs> yeah. especially going for well, the fourth and goal at the with two seconds left. Yeah, I think we were on the phone with each other. Yeah, probably were. That's Secret when, phone call. That's when I. That's when I <laughs> fell in love with them. Though. I thought you were saying with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of bummed. Kendall, that's when I knew <laughs> that you were the man for me. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. He is what he is. I don't think he's going to get any better. That's just my opinion. Well, when we were talking last year, basically I think everything that we were talking about kind of came true for, for Cleveland, for Baker. We we kind of predicted that sophomore slump. The, the, the team didn't gel. It never really does right off the bat. So for Cleveland Brown fan hopefuls, this, this coming season – Perhaps they'll get their act together, and maybe things will will pan out. I don't know. I think the the Browns are a doomed franchise. I just I don't know. I think they're just unlucky, snake bitten, whatever you want to call it. But who knows? Maybe well, bigger is this explosion. The receivers. It's hard because they change coaches every year. Well, that's true too. Like Baker's already in a that bad spot because they have three coaches in it for three right. years. I think there's been a yeah. lot of coaches. What do you expect them to do? Like you have to learn a new playbook. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Deal with it. No one wanted. No one wanted to give Jay Cutler a chance, and Jay Cutler had fucking a different offensive coordinator every year he was in Chicago, and three different head coaches. Don't want to hear about it. Everyone shit all over Jay Cutler. I don't, don't care. Yes, you do. No, I like everyone Jay. at this table shits on Jay Cutler. You just don't do it to my face. He wasn't a good dolphin. <laughs> so I'll fucking stab all of you in the trachea. He was not a good dolphin. <laughs> Sam Bradford had a he better beat the Patriots. Jay Cutler. What? Beat the Patriots. Dolphins always beat the Patriots. That's not, not true. 
Well, in Miami. That's still not true. <laughs> what? Well, what? Sam Bradford had a better deep ball than Jay Cutler. Okay. <laughs> Massey just chiming in there to stir the pot. Congratulations. Sam Bradford also finessed more GMs than Jay Cutler. Yes, he did. Do you not remember that? <laughs> but Jay Cutler banged hotter women than Sam Bradford. Jay Cutler has better hair than Sam Bradford. Paul, do you not remember that argument? What argument? About Sam Bradford having a better arm than Jay Cutler? Yeah, of course I remember that argument. I also remember you trying to argue that Legatron was a good nickname for a kicker. I also tried to argue that Robert Quinn was a better pass rusher than Derek Blair. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. Mass, you're for three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what it comes down to is, is there a Sam Bradford cutout in this room with us right now? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> I think not. There could be. How did, how did, how did GMs, like, justify make, like trading a first-round pick for, like, an injured quarterback? I don't know. He's just uh, he's got a good agent or, you know. He's got this this year. Trust me. Maybe he's, you know, how he throws that potluck dinner every year for the GM. I think the Vikings just like the same quarterback. <laughs> they have talent, but not that good. Yeah. Have they had like a franchise quarterback since our since we've been alive? Well, I mean, they had... Um, like, like Not since we've been alive, but since like in the last like 15 years. Well, I mean, if you wanted to give Dante Culpepper... Credit, you know, his his first time around. But he fills it up quick. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, what happened was he, he started bouncing well, at least team I team. thought he did because we didn't see the early part of his career. Right. Then he went to the Lions. Did oh. not play, play well. I, I would argue Culpepper was probably the last, you know, Viking, you know, franchise quarterback. Then from, from there, it's been like, what, two years for a guy? Yeah, like Gus Farratt and people like that. Then they had Brett Favre for two years. Yeah. Sam Bradford. Brad the... Johnson. <laughs> Good Who name. was the guy that Christian Ponder? Dude, everyone knew that the guy was gonna suck. <laughs> I'd didn't. be I'd be willing to bet that Kyle said he was gonna be really good. <laughs> no, I listened to my dad at that point. No way. Yeah. I wasn't good enough to make somebody good by telling them that they suck or make them bad by telling them that they're good. <laughs> didn't have that magical power yet. Yeah. Kyle Souls is the decider. Like, in, like, four years, Blake Bortles is going to have one sick year. <laughs> in four years from now? Yep. I was really hoping that Blake Bortles was going to be good. Yeah, the next Rams quarterback. He already was. Now, here's oh. your backup. And he played a snap in Pittsburgh. He's going to win that job. The boat. That is true. We saw him come out for that play. <laughs> yes, he did. We got to see big, bad Blake Bortles. <laughs> you know what he did? He handed the ball off. Hey, good for him. And they got nothing. Listen, he probably practiced that in camp 150,000 <laughs> times. And it showed. Because he was, he was on. I'm surprised John Gruden hasn't taken a shot on him yet. Oh. Well, he likes Peterman. Big That's Peterman. Sure. He's in love with Nathan Peterman. He's probably a good guy. He's a grinder. I doubt, I doubt it. Prove it. Nathan Peterman's probably the guy that, you know, has the five interception game and then got mad at, like, someone blowing a block or something. <laughs> you know, I thought three was an exception because of the sun. <laughs> I'd love to go back and find that, you know, that draft info whenever a player's picked. You know, oh, I've seen this guy play. Like, I can see what they're saying about Nathan Peterman out of wherever school he went to. <laughs> he went to Pittsburgh. Did he? Mm-hmm. Wow. Gross. He was good in college. 
Probably the second round pick. See, I didn't know he that. He couldn't start over Hackenberg. No, Hackenberg couldn't start over Hackenberg. <laughs> Hackenberg got benched in the uh, AFL for Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> Who was like the same person. Yo, that red team had three like NFL quarterbacks, and they were the worst team for like that four-week span. Because <laughs> they also had uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Talk about a guy that couldn't hack it. I mean, he probably could have to some degree. He was just an asshole. Yeah. Just like all the Browns players. Just going to group them all up like that? Browns players. Joe Thomas was pretty cool. He was still an asshole on the field, man. He blocked all my off my defensive line. Yeah, goddamn him doing his job. <laughs> he was the First only one doing it. in history. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, goes under 500 for so long. They finish 500. The one year he retires. Yep. <clears throat> he was that glue. You know, he should have left. He should have went to, like, Buffalo and not win there. <laughs> well, no, he would have been there the year they went to the playoffs. Yeah, he could have gotten... That game ended up being 6-3. He could have fucking blocked for a touchdown. <laughs> he and uh, Larry Fitzgerald should have a loyalty off. See what the real <laughs> truth is. Well, Fitzgerald's still playing. Well, at least Fitzgerald had a couple good teams. This is true. Different position, too. Different way to He made a well, it's a World Series. Give me this. Oh, he went to the World Series, all right. Hey, you guys want to do a uh, round of horns? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Don't worry, Mark. We'll save some for you. <laughs> I'm afraid to drink this because of the strawberry cream Bailey's. It's going to be rough. Well, what do you think? First private stock in months. I've never tasted anything like this. <laughs> I think we say that every time we have a private okay, stock. Give that to your husband. If Kyle's ever tasted anything like it, that's worrying. Oh, my God. There's already, like, floaters. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, it's not bad. They're never bad, but... It's like a film... On the inside of the <laughs> bottle from where you drank it from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hate that. Put some hair in your chest. Yeah. Paul, would you like to try some? But the, you know, the Bailey's really comes through. Rebecca's about to have some. You have to drink it. You already... Took the top off. You know who's going to be a good quarterback one day, guys? Who? Think of a quarterback that nobody really likes. Doug Hodges? Oh, he's already Mason dead. Rudolph? <laughs> no, because I want them to be good. They suck. Um... It tastes like a chocolate mint candy. I don't know. like An Andes? Yeah. Tyrod Taylor? I, I, I like him. Goff. Uh, Jared Goff will be good one day. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I just drinks your whole career. Yeah. You guys got to trade him now. Did you get that, Paul? Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of the, uh, the way it feels going down the cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You know, Jared Goff is not that bad. He just plays scared. He does. I, he had the second worst offensive line in football last year. We also like the best receiving core. So that's not true. But they yeah, were pretty. That's not true. They were pretty good. Just you had a broken running back. You had Cooper no, Cup. No, you had, had a Robert. running back that faked being hurt because Sean McVay didn't want to use him. Kyle, he didn't fake being hurt. We don't know that. We'll find out this year in Atlanta. <laughs> like, he was hurt. It's just they dialed back his use. We'll find out when the documentary is made about him in 20 years. <laughs> you know he's going to have a big year this year. And then Rams are going to sign him for $78 million and then trade a first-round pick so they can get the money for him. <laughs> That's conspiracy talk. <laughs> Dude, the Rams are so bad with their picks. Sorry, Massey, but it's true. Nope, he's muted. I'm hoping they get smart and just start conserving them now. Do you have a first-round pick next year? Nope, it was Jalen Ramsey. Jesus Christ. That was next year's? I thought that was this year's. This year's and next year's and the third. <laughs> he was two first-rounders? Yep. You better be fucking insane. I still don't like the trade. Jacksonville has a whole fucking new team after this year's draft. Yeah, like that 2017 team is, <laughs> doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. It's like it never even happened. Talk about that team that had one good year and really fell apart. Yep. I think about it a lot if they you know, ended up winning versus New England for them inevitably lose in the Super Bowl. But Imagine if Blake Bortles won a Super Bowl. That'd be awful. The boat. Would that would that have been Foles versus Bortles? Yeah. Yes. The Super Bowl no one would want. <laughs> Still better than Super Bowl fifty three. Yeah, a lot of those Patriots Super Bowls, more recent ones, actually all of them really just bother me. The way they win, just so heartbreaking. Or the way the team lose. Yeah. It's a little both. Because the Falcons lost that game themselves. The Rams couldn't move a fucking five yards to save their ass. I sent, no one responded, it doesn't matter. But on on Instagram, it was like one of those, like, the Instagram models and like they start to like like take off their shirt. And like, of course, you know, you're not going to see like nudity on, on Instagram. But you know, the curiosity, you're watching it. And as she's like lifting up her shirt, then it shows the it cuts to the play of the Patriots winning in overtime. <laughs> I was so mad. For a break? Yeah. Alright. See you on the other side. Bracket break. And now, back, back to getting sports, sports with drunk, drunk on the PPRN Radio, radio Network. Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk, live on the PPRN Radio Network. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Assholes. Nope. Regis Philbins. Mock's not here. I guess not. Nope, he's muted. Uh, All right, sorry, (laughs) I was answering. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that gets. We get a private stock shot for next week. I just noticed there's some new keys here. This one says Pete 3. Six seconds, I'm going to play it real quick. The, the Peter Pino Show. Oh, it's a comeback for the Peter Pino Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was for us. <laughs> so we're back, uh, and uh, I have nothing to say, so Souls, why don't you take us away? 
So I thought of something pretty quick and easy for us all to do. It was naming flops, not draft flops, because those are hit or miss. We already know that. About for every for every terrible draft pick, there's an, there's an equal number of really good draft picks that nobody thought was going to be good and panned out to be great. Yeah. So I'm talking about like flop free agent signings and flop trades. You mm-hmm. know, things you can dissect at the time and kind of give like a more black or white answer as to wow, that was really bad. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. Or really good. Mark, what are you doing? I might have. So Kyle, I'm sure you know some of these. I took an I took an approach with these. Some of these I. Viewed as maybe not like bad trades for one team, but like it just worked out really good for one team and really bad for another. No, I get it. That's how I did it for some of mine. Yeah, okay, copycat. Well, he's a copycat. I said it first. All right. I also did something that I don't think anybody else did. What's that? I went through and I looked at. So uh, again, this is like best slash one sided. There's a combination like like trades that worked out in the end versus trades that were just one sided. But I went through uh, trades that. Uh, for all four of my favorite sports teams. Oh. Mm-hmm. I tried to pick one that was like for a player that impacted me. There's one that's before my time, but I had to put it. And I'll have you know that my White Sox and my Chicago Bears trades involve teams of other favorites at the table. So this beer is fucking trash. Hey, so I poured a little sample of my sample of my beer into this cup to get a color profile and then just drank it. <laughs> Didn't even write the color down. <laughs> Didn't even write it down. Um, Kendall, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking kind of a straw color. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Does anybody want to go first? I'll go first. All right, Paulus, go first. Um, so I would like to start with a trade that involved a member of the podcast's favorite baseball team. So we're trades first. Got it. Huh? I didn't know which one we were doing first. So I'd like to go with the wrong side of the page. I would like to go back in time to when the Mets of New York. Uh, acquired Victor Zambrano and Chris Benson in exchange for Jose Diaz and Scott Casimir to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Um, the Rays won by a lot. Yeah, that is like historically bad. <laughs> so, by a lot. So at- Zambrano hadn't even pitched yet, right, so, in the MLB? No, he has. Or no, it was, oh, so then it was Casimir that hadn't pitched in the MLB. Correct. So Casimir hadn't pitched, but the Tampa Bay front office viewed him as like the one of the top lefty prospects that had ever been seen. And they were right. In right. terms of like their own in terms of their own success versus whereas Zambrano kind of pooped. Pooped hard, injuries. <laughs> Dude, as soon as he got to the Mets, his ERA went from, from like three point seven to like eight point two four. Yeah, really drilled. Uh, it was eight point three seven to be exact. Ah, oh, too close. Yeah, but unfortunately you were under, so according to the GSWD is right rules, it was you only win by if you go over. Oh, gotcha. That's why you always guess infinity. <laughs> so remember back on that trade, everyone knows that. When I was like younger, I knew who Victor, Victor Zambrano was, and I always thought he was trash. <laughs> so I'm like, "What the fuck are they doing?" I didn't know who Scott Cadman was. And my dad goes, "He's like the number one prospect in the Mets." I'm like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Yeah. And then like Scott Cadman had one of those careers that were like fucking weird. Like for the like the first like three years, he was dominant, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Really lost it. We ended up going to like independent league. Came back with the athletics, found it again, then lost it again. Yeah. Real roller coaster ride he had. He he was good when he was good. He was bad when he was bad. There's no in between with that guy. It's like Matt Harvey. But I just, uh, going back on it, like the Mets are just fucking stupid. He did nothing to help the team, the team win. Right, Mark? 
Yeah. You remember Victor Zambrano? You know, it's funny. I, I remember the name. Dude, he was a devil ray. And he had like one good year. It was like, um, what's his name? Fidel Nuno. That, that's his equivalent. Oops. Fidel Nuno. He was a Yankee. The yeah. lefty Asian dude. Pum, uh, not Asian, but. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Fidel Nuno. Uh, he threw soft from the left side. Hmm. He played for the Mariners for a while. Right, if I saw a picture. You're talking K. Agawa? No, he was also bad. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Mock, do you have one for trades? I love um, I love looking through my book at the beer labels I put in here and looking at the beer labels that were too, wouldn't have any adhesive, so I do scotch tape and GSWD <laughs> stickers to adhesive them in. Um, hold on, cause I, I gotta gotta find my tabs. Here. Massey, do you have one while Mock looks? <laughs> well, there's the trade that's always referenced nowadays. The Herschel Walker trade, which even back then was viewed as pretty lopsided for the Cowboys. You want to elaborate or? I mean, hold on, give me a second. I will pull up there. I do you really have to elaborate the Herschel Walker trade? Yeah, I mean, dynasty for Dallas. Yeah, but there's a there's a pretty good chance that somebody who listens to this might be just a baseball basketball fan. All right, give me a second to look up the. Like we all know there's another trade that I'm about to say, but but you didn't know how much there was to this. I mean, everybody knows about the. We're talking about flat free agencies. Everybody knows about the Nicholas Batum contract. Massey, do I need to elaborate, or do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Is that one of yours? No. <laughs> I tried to avoid some of the very obvious ones, <laughs> at least for like people who know the sport. Um, I left, cause I left those for like, like if Mock or Massey like looked up some like shitty NBA free agent ones, like I don't need to discuss, I know everything there is to know about the Nicholas Batum free agency signing. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but he was so good in Portland. All right. So they gave up Herschel Walker. This is a long list. So. Hey, pronouns, pal. <laughs> That's a Vince McMahon reference from the. Uh, Dallas gave up Herschel Walker, their third round pick. San Diego's fifth round pick, which they acquired in a trade. Dallas's tenth round pick. Oh, we're going and back. And Dallas's third round pick. Dallas received Jesse Solomon, David Howard, Isaac Holt, Darren Nelson, Alex Stewart. Minnesota's first round pick. Minnesota's second round pick. Minnesota's sixth round pick. Minnesota's first round pick the next year. Minnesota's second round pick the next year. Minnesota's second round pick the year after that. Minnesota's third round pick the year after that. Minnesota's third or first round pick the year after that. So we know where Mike Dicker got his inf- his his ability <laughs> to trade from. <laughs> that was the playbook right there. Yeah. Uh, Dallas built a dynasty out of this. Herschel Walker, the very first time he touched the ball, went like seventy yards. Guy called back, and then he did it again on the next play. And then he never did anything ever again for the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a fleecing by Dallas. Mark, you got that was yet? two Super Bowls off that one trade. Yeah. Yeah, I got the one that I wanted to talk about. Kendall's going to like it. All right. I, I'm trying to just find the uh, the other half of the trade. Cause I didn't write it we'll, we'll do like three for each. Uh, I think we'll have some good conversation about it. So, uh, oh, man. So the, the trade well, that I have for the Paul's Yankees. Paul's got good prep. We'll go through it. Sorry, Mark. The, no, that's fine. The trade that I have for the Yankees is when the uh, – I'm trying to find the other half because 
it was just bad. And then this was highlighted on a popular TV show. Um, was when the Yankees traded away Jay Booner. Booner, who? Is that is that how you say it? Booner, yes. Boy, did him and um, Ken Griffey have years together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Yankees traded him away, and I can't find what for. I was trying to find, like, I, I just couldn't find. It was probably not worth talking about. Probably. <laughs> but, uh. Because right there, you have this, a guy that hit one, 40 home runs. This one stuck out to me. Kendall, can you, can you tell me why? Um. I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember. So th- this trade, when the Yankees traded him away, this was the, uh. The trade that uh, Jerry Costanza freaked out on George Steinbrenner about. Oh, really? <laughs> He's like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> Was that to the Mets or the Mariners? Uh, uh, to the Mariners. They, they got him from the Mariners, I think. Yeah, so Mariners receive Jay Buhner, uh, Rich uh, Balaban, and Troy Evers. Yankees get Ken Phelps. Who the fuck is Ken Phelps? You know, Michael's father. <laughs> 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 I'd like to make a transition off of Mox, if I may. I have I have a lot, so I'll All right, go. go ahead, go ahead. It's just because we brought up the Mariners. Does anybody know the name Mike Cameron? Yeah, I do. No. Well, let me tell you about Mike Cameron. Mike Cameron, over his career, is a three-time Gold Glove winner and a one-time All-Star. And he was a member of the Chicago White Sox. This guy, boy, was he involved in some high-profile trades. His first yeah, he played for everybody. <laughs> his first high-profile trade was when he was traded from the White Sox to the Cincinnati Reds in exchange for Paul Konerko. Oh wow! Needless to say, at the time, maybe pretty even trade. White Sox made out big time. Yeah, Mike Got Cameron, a World at that Series. Time, Mike Cameron was the number one prospect in baseball. Made a made a world. You know, won a World Series. Won an ALCS MVP. Hit a Grand Slam in the World Series. Four hundred plus home runs with the team. Six-time All Star. <clears throat> but don't you be confused. Later on, Mike Cameron, who played for six teams after that trade, <laughs> did manage to get traded again when he was traded from the Reds to the Mariners for Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't realize that that was all in one. Two high-profile trades. Very funny. But I will have you know that when he got to the Mariners, he did get his one moment of comeuppance where he had one good game where he hit four long balls against the White Sox. <laughs> so he got his due diligence, but the White Sox, they won that trade. Hmm. That's cool. That's my Chicago White Sox trade. I made one for every team. I have other ones. So, like, there are other, like, there, there's one more White Sox trade I have in here. If you guys want to hear it now. Yeah, go yeah. for it. All right, so my other White Sox trade. Unless you guys want to talk about this one. I mean, I know not all, this is kind of like a before our time of really understanding baseball at the time, because this was a 90... 90- Tough thing about the Ken Griffey trade was, is like, yes, the No, Reds no, no, that wasn't my trade. The Paul Konerko trade was mine. No, no, I'm just saying the Ken Yeah, Griffey but nobody brought up that trade. You have to wait till somebody brings that trade up <laughs> oh. to talk about. We have to talk about I'd the like Mike. to bring up the Griffey trade. Well, when it gets to your turn. Um, <laughs> but we're talking, about, we're talking about Mike Cameron, or as I wrote it, Mike Hell, for some reason, uh, for Paul Konerko. <laughs> That's the trade we're talking about. So if you have something to say about that trade, I will listen to it now. Otherwise, I need you to, like, you need to cover, compartmentalize your the, thoughts. I think the best part of that trade is that it led to the Ken Griffey trade. <laughs> How many World Series did Ken Griffey win? Yeah, exactly. That's why his dad's better. Hardware means everything. <laughs> My other White Sox trade involves a member of uh, is the as a oh, sorry yeah 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 is a member of the the podcast. 
when the Chicago White Sox traded Jose Contreras and Cash to the Yankees for Esteban Lo- uh, Loiza, Loiza, whatever the hell you say. Loiza. Uh, Who's now in prison. Yep. Or, sorry, the wow. White Sox, I didn't re- know the White Sox <laughs> received Jose Contreras and Cash for Esteban Lo- Loiza. 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 Uh, Contreras was a very, not a Hall of Famer by any means, but a very serviceable bullpen arm, who then went on to play for the Phillies. Yeah. Yes, he did. And, uh, Loiza for the Yankees, uh, he had a half of a season for the Yankees and had a nine ERA. <laughs> up from Sounds the, about right. Up from the 304 he had as a White Sox. So, you want to hear how he went to jail? No. It's got to be about the trade, Kyle. <laughs> this is your fucking segment. And you're the one derailing it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we're going to do a segment on greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. Let me tell you all about this center. <laughs> I'm actually a big fan of that trade because I love that White Sox rotation. <clears throat> it's pretty nasty. Ah, Freddie Garcia, um, Orlando Hernandez. You're leading off with Freddie Garcia? Yeah, he's, my favorite, he's one of my favorite pitchers ever. I bought his jersey. But then you're going to Orlando go after that? Dude, I'm naming my favorite guy. <laughs> oh, okay. So just fuck the other guy then, right? Mark Burley was good too. He was the best. Come on, he was good. <laughs> yeah, Burley, he's all right. Perfect <laughs> game, no hitter, World Series, Couldn't... as both a starter and a bullpen arm. <laughs> Contreras had a nickname, right? I think he did. Uh, El Cubo. Is that right? No. no I was going to say that is El Cubo. I'll look it up. Come on. <laughs> I-, I liked him. The uh... Cuban assassinator. <laughs> That's it. That guy had some big ass fucking hands. That guy for for a long time, he you know he, he was, threw a fork ball. Yeah, that, I think he's the last guy to do it. His hands were so fucking big. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, like, I talked like an Italian there. It kind of morphed into it a little bit. <laughs> I, I caught that. <laughs> well, anyways, wanted to know real quick. I remember Isaac got caught with a lot of cocaine. Sounds about right. A lot <laughs> of cocaine. He's in jail for the next he got like caught 10 years. with a lot of cocaine. <laughs> it's not even a number to do. I, I don't know the exact number, and I don't know, like, want to sound like an idiot saying it. So I'm going to say a lot. No, He's doing like fine. 10 years in prison. It's a shame. His nickname was the Bronze Titan. I didn't know that, but I like that. The Bronze Titan. You know who gave him that nickname? Take oh. a guess. Andy Pettit. Nope. Is it a fellow player? Nope. Is George Steinbrenner. Never it... played MLB baseball. Is it Hawk? Nope. George. No affiliation to baseball. Hmm. At all. So just some... Other than dictating a country that puts out some good players. Oh. Uh, Fidel Castro. Wow. Called, can nickname him the Bronze Titan. He was big... We're not a political show here. He yeah. was a big baseball guy. Good on you, Fidel. Thumbs up from GSWD. <laughs> you guys want to hear one of my trades? Yes. All right. So, Bartolo Colon. All right. <laughs> Bartolo Colon. This happened in 2002. Colon got traded to the Expos from the Indians. The Expos, I mean, the Indians receives Grady Sizemore, Cliff Lee, and Brandon Phillips. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, wow. So... Granted, Brandon Phillips had a better career in Cincinnati. Cliff Lee was a, was a Cy Young winner. And Grady Sizemore was a couple-time All-Star. Yeah. All pretty good players. And two of them played for the Phillies. That's, yeah, that's right. I got the biggest wow one. What do you got? The Washington Capitals traded the number one overall pick in 2002 
and their second round pick in the same draft for three first round draft picks later, which went on to be Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, and Brandon Holpe. Yeah, uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Can I go? I do, and I'm a big fan of this one. It's too bad that Jeff's not It just here. goes to show how shitty you guys are to think that Ovechkin and Holpe were drafted within two years of each other. <laughs> Is it the Ricky Williams trade? No, Jose Bautista. Ooh. Getting uh, shipped off. Uh, at the time, it was a player to be named later. Now, Kyle, do you know who this player turned out to be? Oh, he got traded to the Blue Jays? Mm-hmm. For a player to be named later? <laughs> and yes, and this player named to be later was... Give me the position. Dave Bautista. <laughs> Freddie Sanchez. Nope. Ronnie Sedania. Nope. Robinson Diaz. I know that is. Robinson? Yeah. Cano, Cano, Cano is a long time blue jay. <laughs> so, but, Even longer pirate. Guy <laughs> looks good in the black and gold. Kudos to, Pitt, kudos to Pittsburgh, though. Three sports teams, all the same color scheme. Great. <laughs> They they know what they're doing. You could you could be a fan and go to three games in a weekend and never change your clothes. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Bautista went on to so go. Kyle likes him. <laughs> oh, you're, you're right over there. Yep. Drop <laughs> yep. my phone. Uh, Bautista hit 54 home runs in 2010, 43 the next year. Uh, Robinson Diaz played in 43 games for the Pirates, and that's it. So uh, I mean, so it's one of those things. It's like it's all hindsight because. Bautista did not have like a, it was not lackluster, but not a spectacular career in Pittsburgh, but turned out to do big things. He wasn't a home run hitter yet. Yeah, that, and it's funny because he kind of like was the first guy of that, to set that home run like of that era, yeah. you know, before it kind of started blowing well, up again. Because I think the Blue Jays manager pretty much said, hey, swing out your ass. <laughs> not the manager, like the hitting coach. Swing out your ass, see what happens. Yeah. And then throw the bat. Um, I'm going to say a basketball one, just if you haven't yet. The Nets traded Julius Irving to the Philadelphia 76ers for cash. <laughs> and the reason... Those the, are the best trades. The, the backstory behind it was, the Nets were in some serious debt, and Dr. J wanted more money, so they traded him for cash. Like, you traded a fucking legend for money. Oh. Real quick, I just have to jump in because it's my my favorite trade after learning about this is, is the uh, the copy machine. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, is that is the greatest thing, and I I wish I knew about it sooner. I saw he was like giving a commencement speech somewhere, and was talking. He's like, you know, I got traded. He's like, actually, I got sold. Me <laughs> he goes, they used some of that money to do whatever. Mark, you have any more? Use the rest. Mark, you have any more trades? And I love it was either Mark. I mean, it was either Paul or Massey figured out that that, that copy machine was like in service until like about five years ago. That was Massey. Mark, you have any more trades? Uh, the only other one I wanted to mention, and Paul would have to give more of the info on it. Real quick, sorry to um, interrupt. Rebe- uh, Rebecca's handing you a. I accidentally used a Lysol because I spilt. So all I'm picking up is Lysol wipe. I need you to smell that and tell me what you smell. I all right, Mark, go ahead. But, I mean, as, as far as, like, a one-sided trade, the thing that, like, popped out to me the most was, like, Wayne Gretzky. When he got traded. I, I Do you know, like, off the top of your head, like, what the other half of that deal was? When he got traded from, what was it, Edmonton to I think it was L.A.? The, I, right I now. think it was the Blues he got yeah, traded to. Come on. 
Wayne Gretzky traded by Oilers to Kings. The trade that most thought could never happen. Because, yeah, like, they, they were coming off a Stanley Cup, weren't they? I just want to know what the trade was. Hold on. Oh, here we go. It's a Wikipedia article called The Trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah, the, the so the Oilers won the Stanley Cup in 1988 at 11.43 p.m. and at 1.30 a.m. that he was traded to the Kings. Now, Why? Was it like, was just a thing was where he like, off they, a contract they didn't think here? he was going to resign or something, so Gretzky, they wanted to like get what they could. Gretzky, McSorley, and Krusalinski were traded to the Kings for Carson, Martin, Galinas, and $15 million in cash. And the Kings' first-round pick. Or, and the Oilers' first-round pick. Which was later traded to New Jersey. What's the Kings' Uh, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, the greatest to ever play was traded, like, in his prime. Well, we've seen it happen before. So. Actually, I don't think we have. I don't think, because, I mean, we I don't well, think we've Griffey, ever seen a player Griffey. that was like Gretzky. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, you know, it's funny, and, and Paul could probably speak better on this, is there, in every sport, there's like, well, this guy is the greatest of all time. No, this guy is the greatest of all time. I think yes. in hockey, there, there, that doesn't exist yet. There's no debate. Gordy Howe, bro. Well, I, I guess. I don't mean it, but <laughs> he's, he's up there. Mass, you got another one? Well, you uh, he was, uh, the money that he received in the trade was used outside of the organization. Oh. Huh. Mass, you got another one? I mean, we can go very recent. Every almost everybody views the DeAndre Hopkins trade as a fucking joke. Uh, I think it's too. I think it's too soon, though. I mean, I it's think it soon. will forever be one. But let's be realistic here. I mean, even if DeAndre Hopkins goes out and has a DeAndre Hopkins year, if David Johnson comes back to form, I mean, yeah, David Johnson at one point was an elite two way back, and if he can come back to form, I if he can come back to form the way he was. I think that he makes the Houston Texans offense scarier than DeAndre Hopkins did. Because think about it. Deshaun Watson takes off with the football and you have De- and you have David Johnson running around in the flats or across the middle who once he catches the ball, that's when the dangerous stuff starts happening. Right. Uh, it, more than likely will so uh, will go I down agree. as a shit trade. I agree more than with everything likely. Everything that you say. But I think they could have gotten David Johnson without giving up Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins they, wanted out. They, they were, yeah, Hop, they, they wanted to get I think what the they Texans got what they could. Hopkins, Hopkins stayed. It came out on a thing. Hopkins wasn't going to play if he didn't get the money he was looking for, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. But I, I don't I, care I how good of a receiver. The money. I mean, he, he was saying, too, he said the whole money thing to kind of force the trade because he knew that would get O'Brien to do it. It's just I, I, he just wanted out of Houston, right? But if Tyreek Hill held out because he wanted X amount of money, and that meant there was going to be complications with paying Mahomes, are you going to trade Hill, or are you going to? No, no, no. That's but, what I'm saying. But, but that's like, what I mean, he he just wanted out of there, and the money thing was just enough to push it. You know what I mean? And I think it was any quarterback. I think David Johnson could resurgence his career in Houston. Oh, fuck you, Kendall. What a shit answer. <laughs> um, but it does. I got one for you guys, and I don't know if you guys anyone did this, but. In 1999, the New Orleans Saints traded up to the fifth pick to get Ricky Williams. 
The Redskins got in 1999 a first-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and a seventh-round pick. Not done yet. <laughs> in 2000, they got a first-round pick and a second-round pick, which they ended up trading up to get Champioli. They got LeVar Arrington out of that. And they got Lloyd Harrison. I don't know who that is. They they made sure to recognize Lloyd Harrison. <laughs> it's just funny though because like the Champ Bailey thing, like kudos to them, but like God, his best football was after he left. Yeah, there. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get like you wanted your guy, but is it really necessary yeah, to give they, up your entire draft? They gave up so much for a guy who unfortunately was super talented, one of the best running backs, but unfortunately troubled off field, on field, so. One of those things. If he played, if he played a full career in New Orleans at the capacity that he was able, uh, capable of playing at, this would have been a footnote in the history of New Orleans Saints greatness. Though, it's, yeah. a, it's one of those that, that's one of those big like what ifs, right? Yeah. And it's just well, it's just funny to think about though. Like now we have you know like 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 e- even recently you have Josh Gordon, but like like weeds a non factor in the NFL now moving forward, and it's just like what would have happened, yeah. Ricky Williams, you know, right? Yeah. But at the time, but times were different. So it's yeah. not like it's like you'd be like, oh, well, like, what about Ricky Williams? It's like, well, okay, well, at the time, Ricky Williams was doing an illegal drug that was a serious issue out in the world. Yeah. You guys uh, ever see the uh, forty? Uh, the thirty under thirty. Yeah. Or what? Thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty. I knew him for that. Thirty uh, under thirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think actually I have. Uh, or, or I saw I think a. I watched it. In, sounds like a uh, Criminal Minds episode. Thirty <laughs> under thirty. I watched it in high school. I think that's most of where I've seen it too. <laughs> But, you know, it's funny, when he kind of came back for whatever time it was playing with the Dolphins, he and Ronnie Brown, that was fun. Yeah, they were good. Cool. I have one that I, I, I've known about this, but you guys probably explain it better. Um, the Kobe Bryant being drafted by Charlotte and being kind of, like, flipped immediately. Um, well, at the time, um, the Hornets were, thought they were one player away. They thought they were a center away from being the next best team. Mm-hmm. So. Vlade Divac at the time was a very good player. He wasn't a f- great player, but he was a good player. They, they thought he was sort of, he was good enough. Yeah, like at the time for like, what they thought they had. Like, like he was the same way in Sacramento. Like they thought they were one player away. He signed with Sacramento. Mm-hmm. They, they did a good thing, but they never won. Granted, you know the Hornets had to play the fucking Chicago Bulls all the time. <laughs> but you know they didn't. They didn't know what Kobe was going to be because he was like a late round draft pick, right? 13th, something like that, Paul? Um, who? Brian? Thir- yeah. 13th, it says here. Yeah, 13th pick, yeah. So, like, at the time, they're like, all right, we're going to get a center who's like a borderline all-star for a young kid nobody knows. Kobe, Kobe Bryant said in an interview that the head coach at the time, who was Dave Cowens, uh, Dave Cowens called him after the draft and said to not to get too excited because he had no intentions of Kobe Bryant being a Hornet and he didn't want him there. That he would only drafted him to, to flip him for somebody else. Yeah, let me tell you something. Wow. Boy, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> well, it was funny. I'm reading this thing here, and it says, basically, destro- this move destroyed a franchise. <laughs> Those Hornets teams were still pretty good. You know, it, it wasn't really necessarily all on them and why they failed. You know, after mm-hmm. they, they were successful for another three or four years, and then they got old. Larry Johnson went to New York. Divock went to Sacramento. Yeah. Um, Muggsy Bowes went to Toronto. It would have been cool to have kind of like that alternate universe to see a, a Kobe Bryant play a career in Charlotte to see yeah. what would happen. I, I always thought so. Well, we almost did with Nicholas Batum. Yeah. <laughs> and then for another basketball one that he remembers, but I don't think you guys will, um, it was a draft night trade. So it's kind of hard. 
the Bucks traded tractor trailer Robert Taylor to the Mavericks. I mean, K- the Kendall Bucks. thought you were going to say a tractor trailer. Right. I was like, this, this, <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought you were going with. Like it. this beats the copy machine. <laughs> they, they, they traded Robert Perry. They traded an SD forty five. Yes, nice. The the I'm sorry. The Dallas Mavericks traded Robert Perry to the. Um, hold on. We have to dump this private stock out. <laughs> It's Robert, so bad. We actually might just have to throw the traded Robert but. Perry to the, um, to the Milwaukee Bucks in exchange for Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. Boy, did they miss out on a good player. <laughs> Sorry, guy. They did that twice, <laughs> by the way. One year. No, the, the other year they won. They, they traded Stefan Marbury for Ray Allen. Yeah. But, like, imagine playing with Ray Allen and Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. It could have been the Milwaukee Bucks that we hated our whole lives. <laughs> would have been the definition of the three no D. <laughs> <laughs> you see that little farting noise? Yeah, it's mock. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I have a uh, free agency whip here. What do you got? Um, I have to get the year. You guys like me to set the scene, or you want me to just go into it? Oh, you gotta set the no, scene. Set the scene. Set the that's, scene. That's what it's all about. Okay. All right. Should there be music? Yes. <laughs> the year is two thousand and one. Drum roll, please. Or sorry, it might have been two thousand technically. Too fast. The year is two thousand. It's cold. It's blistery. It's winter in New York. We're all six years old. It's winter in New York. Snow. Possibly coming down, mm-hmm. wind tunneling in and out of the shittiest city in the world. <laughs> and Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. A pitcher who had pretty little to work with, but made the most of what he could. Went out and pitched a three twelve ERA, fifteen and ten. Went to the postseason, had two wins, no e- no earned runs in his two starts. And was named the MVP of the 2000 NLCS to receive his only loss in the World Series. Gets a phone call. We'd like to offer you eight years. $121 million. So Mike Hampton packed up his breaking ball and (laughs) went to Colorado and boy did he fucking suck. As breaking ball pitchers do in Colorado so often, where things like to fly high and far, Mike Hampton had 62 starts in his two seasons in Colorado and was traded two years into his eight-year deal. Oh, my God. I also had that one. Do you like the scene, though? Was the scene good? Yeah, you know, it, yeah, I, I had no good. idea it was going Mike Hampton. See, I liked the scene because I knew it was a Mets thing. So I was like, let's see. Like, Kendall's gonna, wheels are going to be... Once Kendall uh, hears 2000 NLCS, he's going right. to be like... I, I was, the wheels Kendall were, was like, oh, man, who is this? Yeah, wheels were turning. And Vito Russo took us to Stowe's. No. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. That was in 2001. Oh, my bad. In 2001, Mike Hampton went 14-13 and 13 with a 5-4-1 ERA. And then in 2002, went 7 and 15 with a 6.15 ERA. But over those two seasons, over those two seasons, I will say this about him: Mike Hampton had a batting average of over 300 and hit 10 home runs. Wow, that that's very good. That thin air. Mark, you got one. <laughs> but he also had an against batting average of 600 and gave up 4,000 home runs. Mark, so up farting. 
me uh, pull it up here. Uh, mine's pretty recent. It's uh, actually still affecting my team of choice. Um, and that guy is Nate Solder. <laughs> yeah. Real bummer that guy has been. <laughs> Signed a four-year, $62 million contract with a $16 million signing bonus and $34.8 million guaranteed. And uh, has been pretty butt cheeks at football. Um, it's only been one year. What's that? It's only been one year. It's been two. Has it? Yes, yes. it's been two years. Um, but we, we kind of see this a lot with Patriots linemen. That they, they leave the Patriots, and then they're not good. They're also old as fuck. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, though. Let's let's take a peek. He's in the 30s. He's 32. Um, kind of old for a lineman. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, they still got two years left on the deal. He's a free agent in 2022. Since 2010, can you guys name the only, the only two pitchers to in the National League to win multiple Silver Slugger awards? Zach Greinke and Madison Bumgarner. Yep. Nice. I would I, I would have got Bumgarner. I don't think I would have got Greinke though. I, I had Bumgarner. Yeah, Zach Greinke is a very good hitter. Can you name the two DHs in the AL that have won multiple since 2010? That I cannot. David Ortiz and. Uh... David Ortiz and Edgar Martinez. Dude, he retired in like 06. <laughs> he he to, had two silver sluggers. Loves to throw Edgar Martinez around. Headcase. <laughs> guy's a headcase. Um, Manny who? Ramirez? No. God, but his his headcases are so funny. He took a shit at Fenway. Tell you what, though, this guy is also a multiple Edgar Martinez award winner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I give up. He won the AL home run leader in 2014 and was the AL RBI leader in 2017. Nelson Cruz? All, yep. Oh. He's a head case guy, right? No. Well, we kind Who's of... the guy I was thinking about then? Is it the Cruz? Something Cruz. Nelson? He's not a head <laughs> Victor case. Cruz. Guy so throw good. some respect on Victor Cruz. <laughs> I won't. Oh. He was a terrible bear. And uh, the worst chunky soup guy, obviously. I have another one. Go ahead. In 1998, the Golden State Warriors acquired Antoine Jameson for Vince Carter to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Antoine Jameson, who did go out to have uh, all-star caliber years, but only on the worst teams. He was always the best player on a shitty team. He was playing the Wizards. Right, but so like when you're the best player on a shitty team, that means that you're an average player on a good team. Case in point. Vince Carter immediately bloomed into a star in Toronto and continued his... His stardom success all the way through his run with New Jersey, and then tapered off after that. But illustrious long career. But Vince I Carter he was good in Orlando. Hmm? I thought he was good in Orlando. He wasn't a star though. But Vince Carter had over a decade of stardom, not just dunks, but was an actual. And in Toronto, was a real high flying impact performer. I mean, Vince Carter versus AI in that Eastern Conference Finals was awesome. Put people um, in the seats. Yeah, but the Antoine that was just. I mean, a big one could have been. And sticking in basketball was when. The New Jersey Nets acquired Gerald Wallace from the Toronto, uh, from the uh, Portland Trailblazers, 
in exchange for Mohamed Okur, Sean Williams, and what turned out to be the sixth round, the sixth overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft. Hmm. That player went to Weber State. <laughs> Damian Lillard. Bingo. Oh Nets were looking for a guy to change the franchise around, and they could have drafted him. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I, got, I got another uh, I'm just saying, it, it's funny, like, if you really go back and look at the domino effect things, but in 2012, if the Brooklyn, or the, the New Jersey Nets drafted Damian Lillard, think how different things would be. They would have never needed to do the Kevin Garnett-Paul Pierce trade. Which means they would have had their picks. They would have not been driven into a draft pick crisis for years to come. That team could have very well. Kyle, you think the New Jersey Nets or the the Nets could have potentially been a, a finals, had a finals appearance? Um, it would have been tough. But I mean, but you think about it though. And I only say that just because, like, um, but they would have won enough to pull in other free agents. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, well, it definitely would have changed the landscape of that, you know, the conference for sure. You know, yeah. I think it, I mean that during what 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 year was that? Two thousand twelve is when they would have drafted him. So two thousand twelve was that like the the heart of the the Celtics thing, or was that? Yeah, that was like the beginning of it. But the beginning of it was really the end of it. They won one ring. No, I know. No, no, I'm talking about the Nets version. Like, like they made a, a playoff appearance, but that was really about it. Yeah. Um, I got another basketball. Hold on, real quick, real quick. I just want to look at something here. Trade one. I mean, Kyle. Yeah. Do you know what their starting lineup would have looked like? Just for ha-has? Lillard, Pierce? No. The, the 2012. What was their lineup? Their lineup would have been... In 2012, would have been... Darren Williams, Dame at the two, probably. Joe Johnson, Reggie Evans, and Brooke Lopez. Hmm. And they also, and their bench would have been Keith Bogans, CJ Watson, Chris Humphreys, Jerry Sackhouse, Marshawn Brooks, which was not a bad bench. They could have made, they could have made runs. Well, that is a decent squad. Ready for this next one? Okay, we got Chris Humphreys in the mix. I'm ready. 2010, Dallas Mavericks trade Matt Carroll, Eric Dampier, Eduardo Nazara, and Catch to the Charlotte Bobcats for Tyson Chandler and Alexis Agenta. It's funny that you say that because a quick segue was my free agency with was after his rookie contract was over when the Bobcats gave Emeka Okafor all that money and he never panned out to really be, because he didn't mesh with the Bobcats, but never panned out to be anything else in the NBA. And Emeka Okafor, two years into that deal, was traded for Tyson Chandler, hmm. who was then later dealt to the Mavericks from the deal he's talking about. Hmm. Mavericks won that trade by a mile. <laughs> yeah. And then Tyson Chandler won a ring. I got one from Mass, too. That was, that was when they beat the Heat in the finals in 2010? Yeah. Me, Kyle. Marshall Falk traded to the Rams for yep. for a second round pick and a fifth round pick. That ended up being Mike Peterson and Brad uh Stevens. Guy. Brad Stevens. <laughs> I don't have a Well, to here. be fair, we're talking about this again. Uh Falk was gone one way or another. He didn't want to be there. No, because they went six and twenty six in two seasons. Didn't stop Joe Thomas from playing a full career. Yeah. 
Go. Um, I, I think he had like five, or not five, but I think he had multiple thousand yard rushing yards in, in a row. Yeah, so, he had three, I think, before he got So traded. it's like, what are you doing in Indianapolis? But they're like, he doesn't want to lose anymore. Yeah. Imagine being traded, though, and being such an amazing running back to still not be the best running back in the team's history. <laughs> Can I just get <laughs> off my free agent signings real quick? I got like three of them. Okay. Kyle's like, oh, everyone's going to do three. And then Kyle's <laughs> been like rattling every other one off. Nobody else is going. Well, I, got I a... told you I had a bunch. You oh, were supposed ahead, to initiate ahead, it. Ahead. So I have like, a free agent signing. This is a, a favor. You guys all know this one. I love the Albert Hainsworth signing. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know. I was wondering when that was going to come out. It just, you know, he was a big deal. I, I remember, like, when we were younger, like, not that he was like a like a, a sack machine, but he was just he was a he was a big body, you know, he was a, a run stopper. You could kind of he could you know cause problems for quarterbacks. And then after the Titans, he went and signs a seven year, hundred million dollar deal, and then is just an absolute dud. He stopped caring. Yeah, he 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 got his money and he stopped caring. Right, he wouldn't go to practice. Uh, he, he was he laid down on the field during that yeah, play. The guy just was a. I got, disgrace. Two <laughs> I got two free agency ones. Both basketball. Luol Dang signed a four-year, $72 million a year deal with the Lakers. He played 56 games in his first year with a nagging Achilles injury and then attempted to come back in his second year, played one game, and was waived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other one was the Sixers of Philadelphia, giving five years, $80 million to Elton Brand, who played 29 games in his first year and his second year averaged just under 13 points and six rebounds a game. Had an okay year in the third year, and then was traded half or beginning of the fourth year. <laughs> Remember that one, Kyle? Yep. Now he's our GM. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> it in basketball, works. another trade I did was in uh, the wake of the second three-peat of the Bulls dynasty. The San Antonio Spurs were looking to dump off aging Dennis Rodman, whose best years were behind him, and looking for a better, young, slightly younger center to help lead the paint for them. So the San Antonio Spurs traded Dennis Rodman to the Chicago Bulls for Will Perdue, um, who was a member of the first three-peat of the Chicago Bulls. Dennis Rodman went on to have arguably three of his best years of NBA basketball with the Chicago Bulls, while Perdue, in his four years with the San Antonio Spurs, averaged six rebounds and five points as a backup. Was anyone, real quick, just a side note, um, besides Jordan? Yeah, your mother. (laughs) Anyone else there for all six championships, player-wise? Pippen, Pippen was there. So what, what, he went to uh, Portland, right? Ah, Houston first. Houston first. We Pippen. found that out last week. Oh. Uh, Scotty Pippen? Was it Houston? Yeah, he went to Houston, then Portland, and back to the Bulls. So, but but after after the six, he went yeah, to... Yeah, okay. he won all six with them, yep. Um, some free agent ones. Matt, do you have any more? Or? Uh, no, most mine got taken already. Mock, do you have any more? The other one I had, I got to look up the details. Was the uh, for the for the Yankees. Was uh, Carl Pavano? Yeah, I knew that was happening. That's why I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Let me pull up the details here. Those are the only two. Oh, two. Yeah. Not my boy Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was there for the last three, as was Ron Harper. They both have five total. But. I was looking at something from 1994. It was like, or sorry, it was from like 1996 until 2000. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find it. Um, I'm gonna name 
two, Mark. Is that okay? Oh, lost the mess. I, I'm just trying to find the detail here. You guys um, all remember this one. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know if you found it yet. Oh, the A-Rod one was pretty bad. Not really. Just just the length and how it all play. Oh, man, there's another good one. But, uh, yeah, Carl Pavano signed a four-year, pretty much $40 million deal. Um, In hindsight, was, that's not that bad. Well, at the, at the time, that was a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. You know, and, and he was supposed to be pretty good. And then uh, he came to the Yankees and was just hurt all the time. And then fucking terrible. Then found his resurgence in Minnesota. Yeah, then he was just fucking good again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, Kyle, I'm looking at a list now. And uh, Keigawa is the number one Yankees' worst free agent Yeah, signing. we both knew that one. <laughs> but the other one that I, I didn't even think about was fucking Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, but I don't agree with the A-Rod one. A-Rod won your World Series. He got MVP. No, no, no. It's just how it ended up. Like, the, yeah, the second you. big contract was the bad one. You guys ready? Oh, I'm ready. Namdi Asmoa signed a five-year, $60 million deal with the Eagles. Talk about a player that never tried. Every time, every single time he was on the field, he just like looked like he didn't give. He was out of the league after two years with the Eagles, and uh, he he got cut because he didn't want to restructure. <laughs> but dude, you were trash with them. Remember him as like the like there was talks of the Steelers trading Ben Roethlisberger to the Raiders for him. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I, I'll give you two. Could you imagine that? Well, that was when Big Ben had like all those like problems in the beginning of his career. The motorcycle accident. What, yeah. What problems, Kyle? The rape problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they, you got some speeding tickets. <laughs> um, Paul knows this one very well. What? Chandler Parsons. Four-year, $94 million deal with the Grizzlies. $93 million too much. They gave... <laughs> Justin Timberlake was going after this guy. They thought like he was the next... He was very good with Dallas, you know? Timberlake's a big Grizzlies fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he's from Minnesota. I was thinking for like a Memphis. Album. He's from Memphis. So not like, Minnesota. <laughs> he's not. He's not a, a fan of the Minnesota Grizzlies. But <laughs> Kyle, you can take a sip yeah. of that chunky stew. <laughs> but, but you know, he ended up getting hurt a lot. Like, he, I don't think he would have been bad if he didn't get hurt. But he wasn't the same player. Uh, Josh Smith, four year, fifty more, four million dollar deal with the Pistons. Quickly out of that contract too. He just wasn't the same. I got two hockey ones if you guys are interested. Nobody's interested in me, but I'll listen. Um, oh. Wayne Gretzky. No. Nope. Uh, Cristobal Hewitt. Yeah. Signed a four-year, $22 million deal with the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. He was more of a like backup goalie in the first couple years. And he was, after two he was years, more of a mistake. After the first two years, he lost his job to uh, Anidi and Nem- uh, Niemi. Yep, who won? How many Stanley Cups, Kyle? Three. Wrong. He won the first one. With the Flyers, Crawford won the one with the two. Yeah. He won one with the Penguins. I mean, he how many? Well, I mean, with the Blackhawks. Yeah. You dumb fuck. And the other one was uh, Brad. Hey, you should have known he meant that. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking asshole. That's what you do to us all the time. You knew what I meant. <laughs> and the other one was Brad Richards. Also, a, I want to stay on the couple of the Blackhawks. <laughs> he signed a nine-year, $60 million deal with the uh, Rangers. Um, he played three years, and then they bought out his contract. 
Does anybody else have any more? Does anybody else have any more they'd like to do? I want to rattle off my Chicago ones, and then that's something else I wanted to talk about real quick before we go to break. Just one more. I'm not going to go into detail. Uh, Amari Stoudemire, the Knicks, essentially $100 million. Let me tell you something. You look up any list of worst free agent signings, the Knicks are on there at least five <laughs> times. I don't care what the number is. It could be five. It could be 5,000. The Knicks are on there five times minimum. Yeah. Then, <laughs> He's right. I'll give one real quick. Andrew Jones signed with the Dodgers after the Braves in 2007. He signed a two-year $36 million deal, which you don't sound think is bad. Who was the player in 96 that the Bullets signed for all that money that was terrible? Was it Antoine Jameson? Uh, no, he started off as a wizard. But I'm saying, but they gave him all that money, though, right? I don't remember. It sounded like Kyle said he started off as a loser, and that was really funny. <laughs> well, yeah, he did, and he was a wizard. <laughs> um, so, I just want to say this one. Andrew Jones, in 2007, batted 222 for the Braves. So he was already on a decline, so the Dodgers then signed him. He played in 75 games and batted 158, and then they cut him. Hey, guess what, man? He still was a Yankee after that. He was. <laughs> I never knew how good he was until like I finally looked at everything. Like I never like, I saw like the not the tail end of Andrew Jones, but like the kind of the middle. Yeah, I, it's funny. I remember like the tail because, end because like more we than... used to get TBS all the time. Like the Braves were always on TBS. Yeah, it's back when Kyle was a big Braves guy. No, I got to see Randy Johnson do a perfect game. No, <laughs> <laughs> he did the no. <laughs> I want to I want to rattle through my my Chicago ones. Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So the first one I have is I did the White Sox ones, the Canerco from Mike Cameron and the um, Jose Contreras for Esteban uh, Loaiza. Uh, for the Bulls, I only have one. Well, I had two technically because I did the the uh, Rodman one. But it, this one was one of those trades that where at the time seemed like a pretty fair trade, but worked out to be in favor for the Bulls. Um, the Seattle Supersonics got two first-round picks and a second-round pick in exchange for Scottie Pippen and a later first-round pick in that same draft. Um, the players that were drafted in the first round by the Seattle Supersonics, Kyle, I'm going to read you the names. Let me know if you've heard of them. Olden Polynight. Oh, man. And Sylvester Gerard. I heard of him, but that won't be because of bad circumstances. Right. So... The, the, it worked out in the long run. You traded two first round picks. You traded two higher first round picks for two lower first round picks in a second. So in hindsight, good trade at the time, but now. <laughs> so the Bulls won that one. In the Chicago Bears ones, I got the Chicago Bears traded two third round picks to the Miami Dolphins for Brandon Marshall. Great, great trade. In Brandon Marshall's three years in Chicago, he had 279 receptions. 3,500 yards, and 31 touchdowns, which if you were to adjust those for four years, which was the longest tenure he had with any team, which was with the Broncos, Mm -hmm. 31 touchdowns was already seven more than he had as a Bronco, and in four years with the Broncos, he had just under 4,000 yards. So he by far and away blew, other than the two great one-game reception things he did, blew him away. Um, And then the other one is I couldn't figure out why this happened, but it did. In 1964, the Steelers traded their 1965 first-round pick, which ended up being the fourth overall pick, to the Chicago Bears for the 1964 second and fourth-round pick. The Bears ended up getting Dick Buckus with that pick. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. I don't know who was doing the smooth talking in Chicago's front (laughs) office. 
But man, did they fleece the Steelers? Because well, without the Dick Booker, but even if but here's the thing though, even if they got the shittiest player ever, they traded a second and a fourth for a first at a time when it didn't matter what pick you had in the first round. There weren't enough teams for it to be a bad pick, <laughs> and there were thirty rounds. So like, that's that's weird. Yeah, but Dick Buckus ended up being the guy for them. So well, good for them. And then oh, for the, the Black, for the Blackhawks, I have this was one of those. Both of these trades were trades at the time that sounded like good trades. The Chicago Blackhawks received a draft pick in exchange for defenseman Kaposvev uh, to the Islanders, um, who was a supposed to be good defensive draft or good defensive prospect. He played a total of three NHL games for the Islanders. With that pick, the Chicago Blackhawks got Nicholas Jalmerson, who won three Stanley Cups. Wow. And then the other Blackhawks one was, again at the time, pretty fair trade. The Arizona Coyotes received a first-round pick and uh, class uh, Dahlbeck, a prospect, in exchange for Antoine Vermette right before the trade deadline. Antoine Vermette. Uh, Class Dahlbeck played 147 games in the NHL after the trade and recorded only 16 points. And their first round selection ended up being a guy named Nick Merkley who only played five games in the NHL. <laughs> Antoine Vermette in that final stretch with the Blackhawks who was traded right after the thing because they couldn't eat the cap for the next year. In that f- finals run in 2015 when they won the Stanley Cup over the Lightning, he had a 58% faceoff percentage and had three game winning goals in the playoffs. Wow. I've never heard of that guy. Antoine Vermette? Yeah. He, the, the Blackhawks traded for him to be their third string center. Wow. Because they had injury issues at center. And instead of calling somebody up, they Wait, made where the Where did trade. he go after that? Is he still in the league? No, he retired. I forget where he was. Oh, he was old. He wasn't old, but he. I think he retired since then. I mean, that was in 2015, so. I remember, like, the Phillies, the Roy Holiday trade was very one-sided. The Phillies got Holiday, and the Blue Jays got a bunch of fucking nobody. You yeah. got Kyle Drabeck, who's out of the league in like five Vermette seconds. retired in 2018. He went after the Blackhawks. He uh, finished out his last three years as a duck. The Sixers usually got fleeced. You <laughs> see that a lot, though, Kyle, in baseball, where, you know, the big-name guys traded for prospects. The team trading the pro- – you know, it's it's a gamble. Yeah. You and know. it's usually the guy that, like, nobody really, really wanted that does well. And Vermette's biggest goal was actually against the Ducks. And the Blackhawks were down 2-1 to one in the Western Conference Finals, and he scored the game-winning goal with one minute to go in the second overtime period. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool... Uh... So they were, they were an hour and, uh, hour and 39 minutes into that game when he scored the game-winning goal. I remember that. I lost my shit. I was in your basement when that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I woke up Lincoln. I screamed so loud. <laughs> I always... Uh, I always... I've brought it up a couple times on the show, but I know that the... One of the picks that the Yankees traded the Angels in the Mark Teixeira trade was used to get Mike Trout. And that's a real bummer. <laughs> Not to say the Yankees would have drafted Mike Trout, but still. <laughs> right, it's like it's not like the Steelers would have drafted Dick Buckus, but <laughs> twenty four of the team passed up on it. <laughs> defensive linebacker. It's amazing like what <laughs> one person can do to like change his whole career. Yeah. Like he wasn't supposed to be anything. Who? Mike Trout. I don't think that's true. No, no, like, if you look at, like, his rating in, like, one of the baseball games, like, he was, like, an F for everything. Yeah, but that's also, like, his, what, the first game when of his career? I think it was, like, the second or third. I mean, Mike Trout didn't, I mean, Bryce Harper came out and had this, like, he's going to be good immediately kind of thing. But, I mean, 
Christian Yelich did. I mean, for the average baseball fan, not the Kyle Souls's of the world, but how many people knew who Christian Yelich was before he went to the Brewers? You know what I'm saying? I Wait mean, a while. Right, but I'm just saying, but like it happens all the time. I mean, how many people were big David Ortiz guys before he went to this the Red Sox? I'm with the Celtics. <laughs> oh, the state of Connecticut. But I'm just saying though, but like it happens all the time. These guys who they, they kind of bloom late for whatever reason. Yeah, or it's just the right setting. I, I kid you not. I went to Disney with my family. Um Oh, that's good. I thought you went with a stranger. <laughs> The only time I've ever, ever been to Disney. I remember watching the baseball thing. The Kyle, same. get off Splash Mountain and take the fucking dogs out. Because um, <laughs> Dominic Brown had the same week. He was off. He went off that week. And it was the only year, like, only time Dominic Brown was good. All right, dude, I know baseball's on, but can you fucking take the ice David machine Ortiz out, please? Had a walk-off. Had a walk-off hit every game I was cold. there. Isn't that a saying? Every game I was in Disney, he had a walk-off hit. With that, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to put up some GSWD points up on the board for grabs. Mass, I hope. I don't know. I didn't see his text. Is he gone he, for good? He, he said he lost internet, but oh, that sucks. I don't know what that means. Hey, because Mark. there's GSWD points up on the board. So Mark we're going to be back on the other side here, and uh, we'll see you guys live on Spreaker, the PPRN Radio Network. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen washable. Nope. So say. The mask, Chris Massey. See, it's not the same when I do it. It's Kyle has to do it. I'm a rat. I'm, I'm always a rat. The mask, Chris Massey. Fucking What chips are you eating over there, Mark? I uh, I was finishing up some uh, sweet chili Doritos. Ew. <laughs> Your Those choice? Fantastic. Hmm. So I wanted to, I meant to do this before we signed off last week. So. The greatest non-essential streak in NBA history right now that people we've talked about before and other people have brought it up and whatnot is, uh, um, hold on, i got to find this list again. Real quick, we were talking about, uh, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Never mind. It never happened. So it, the 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 thing the the best streak is Shaquille O'Neal's have having played with a a member of a team a member of a, a having played with a teammate on a team that's gone to the finals forever. So Shaquille O'Neal since 1983-1984 has played with a player on a team that's been in the NBA finals since that time. <laughs> Keep in mind he was drafted about 12 years after that. Oh. <laughs> but he's played with a player on every team since then. And last year, Danny Green, he played with Danny Green, um, was the guy that kept that alive because Danny Green played in the finals for the Raptors. So this year, I granted, I don't know what's going to happen yet for basketball. Nobody does. But these are the top candidates to keep the streak alive for 2020. Number seven, Gordon Drogic. He played with Gordon Drogic. Kyle Wen with the Suns. Yep. After that is Jeff Green from the Utah Jazz. Utah. Kyle, you play with Jeff Green. Celtics. Correct. And then two through five are LeBron James, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, and Rajon Rondo, all with the Lakers. So when that one he, seems pretty likely. When, <laughs> when did he play with James? Yeah, with the Cavs. Danny Green. We don't remember when LeBron was a Magic. I remember that. 
Remember when you played with Danny Green? Yeah. Huh, huh. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Magic. Nope, same team as LeBron. Cavs. Yep, and then Rondo and Avery Bradley is? Celtics. Celtics. And then number one is his teammate <coughs> from another time, Robin Lopez. Which was? When did he play with Robin? As a son. Yep. So those are the, that's the current hmm. thing. So I found a list. I couldn't find one. Maybe this one. Maybe this link will prove to be better. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I found one that had listed everybody, but it ended in like twenty thousand or two twenty thousand <laughs> two thousand sixteen. This might be it right here. Okay. Yeah. This was it. Okay. So. All right, so you ready for this? I think it would be fun to go through real quick. 84 was George Kite. He played with him in the Magic in 94. 85 was the Lakers, Byron Scott with the Lakers. 86 was George Kite again. 87 was 87 and 88 were A.C. Green, who he played with in the, in the Lakers. 89 was Dennis Rodman, Lakers. 90 was John Sally, Lakers. A lot of the Lakers, obviously. 91, 92, and 93 were Horace Grant, Lakers. 94 and 95 were Robert Ory, Lakers. 96, Steve Kerr, Magic. 97 and 98, Ron Harper, Lakers. 99, Spurs, uh, Steve Kerr with the Magic. Uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, Kobe Bryant himself. <laughs> 03, Steve Kerr. 04, Lindsey Hunter. 05, Robert Ory. 6, Wade. 7, Ory. 8, Pierce. 9, Derek Fisher, 2010, Luke Walton, 11, Sasha Pavlovich, 12, Udonis Haslam, 13, Ooh. Ray Allen, 14, Boris Diaw, 15, Leandro Barbosa, 2016, LeBron James, 2017, I don't know who it would have been, Kyle. Who won it in 2017? The Warriors, right? What are we yeah. talking about? They won it in 17 and 18? Yep. Oh, massive one second. So who was a member of the 17 and 18 team that he would have played with? So right now we were talking about how since 1983, there's been a player who's played in the finals who also played with Shaq. So the this, gotcha. this, this streak has been ongoing. You know, trying to figure out who on the Warriors he would have played with in 2017. Steve Kerr. No, because it had to be somebody he played with. It was that'd a teammate. The, that'd be like the most cop-out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the head coach. It's the same popcorn guy. Let's <laughs> He never played with Durant, right? I don't think so. Never no. played with Steph. Never played with Draymond. Never played with Andre Iguodala, right? No. Maybe it was Sean Livingston. Let's see. Sean Livingston. So, I, don't Sean I could Livingston. be wrong, but I kind of remember hearing that like this streak ended, and it must have been with the Warriors. No, it didn't end because the article I started off with was who were the best candidates to keep it alive for I'll this season. I ought to keep it going. Um, let's see, was Shaq a part of this? When was Shaq a member of the, uh, when was Shaq a member of the Cavs? That's a good question. What question are we asking? What year? No, it wasn't 2017. Let's see, let's see. I want to find this out. 
because I can't find an updated list. Make it quick. Let's see. All right, Shaq played with the Cavs 09 to 10. So it, I just want to make sure I understand. It's the team that won the finals, or just no team that was the, in the finals. So you got to. I mean, the who did the Warriors play? Cavs. Oh, LeBron. So did, LeBron. LeBron. Okay, yeah, duh. So LeBron, LeBron, and then Danny Green. Hmm. But isn't it crazy that there's seven eligible guys that can still? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Sheik will end because eventually everybody that played with Sheik will retire. But the reason I said this was because it segues into the second, in my opinion, crazy list was that from 1990, from 1996 to 2005, every single one of those finals either included um, Steve Kerr or. Kobe Bryant, which is funny just because it's two players you associate with two totally different times. Yeah. But Steve Kerr was a member of the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls, then was traded to the Spurs in 99, won with the Spurs, then Kobe, 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 Steve Kerr again, Kobe, and then Steve Kerr a sixth time. Hmm. <coughs> That's crazy. crazy kind of unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do another GSWD point here. Massey is the only one with one. He has a point from last week. Massey. He definitely, like, looked at my ass for the answer. So I'm going to let you guys pick. So last week when we did this, I'm going to do the same kind of list thing where we're going to guess the top three and you get points accordingly. So last week we did AFC rushing leaders for every team. So the list, there has been many lists put out since then, so I'll let you guys pick which list you want to do. Everybody can vote for one. And we can do num- multiples, right? Uh, if we have, I don't think we're going to have time to do multiple this week. but So we can do NFC rushing. We can just round out rushing. There's AFC and NFC receiving leaders, AFC and NFC passing leaders, and then today they updated for the AFC passer rating leaders hmm. for each team. Flacco. Yeah. Uh, let's Flacco is a jet. I go AFC receiving. AFC what? Receiving. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, hey, can we do another mock draft? No. <laughs> Come on, I got a good feeling. Kendall, you're, you're voting for AFC receiving? I guess I'll vote for AFC receiving. All right, so unless, Mock, unless you and Mass vote for the same thing, it's AFC receiving. I'm fine with that. So it's AFC Hold receiving. on, Mass. Let's screw over Kyle. <laughs> AFC, <laughs> AFC passer ratings? <laughs> oh, no. No, right. the receiving's fine. All right, so AFC receiving. So we're going to go... Mass, Mock, Kendall, Kyle, and then Snake for the divisions, and then we'll switch it up, okay? Yep. So it's going to go, well, actually, sorry, we're going to go, yeah, that's fine. So Mass, Mock, Kendall, Kyle, ready? All right. AFC receiving leaders all time, starting with the Los Angeles Chargers. So remember, there's, there's five on the list. But we're only going top three. So top if you get three. number one, it's a point. Two is two points. And three is three points. So it's up to you if you want to take the safe bet or go for the gamble. Mm-hmm. So Massey, you're up first. All-time leading receivers? Uh, it's, a, it's receiving leaders all-time per AFC team. 
is the list. Is this like wide receivers or is this including the list says receivers. receiving leaders all time per AFC team? So like I can say Antonio Gates. The list says receiving leaders all time per AFC team. That's all I'm gonna right. give you. So Antonio Gates. Okay, you get one point. Oh no. <laughs> Mox like I don't know anybody else. <laughs> no, Aaron Brooks fumbled. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up was Mock. So, so Gates was said. Yep. Vincent Jackson. Wrong. Really? Not even top five. No kidding. No. Kendall. Lance Allworth. Two points. And Souls. Kevin Winslow. Kevin Winslow was fifth. Damn. Six thousand seven hundred forty-one yards. Number three. Keenan Allen. No, not on the list. Joiner. Kevin. With a C. Well, Marcus. I don't know, actually. Uh, Joiner, uh, 9,203 yards. Cartman. All right. <laughs> Cartman, so, Kyle, Cartman. you start here. Uh, Raiders. Tim Brown. One point. Ten. Oh, my God. Um, Fred Blitnikoff. Give you another point if you can spell it. B. No, forget it. How would you have started? B. I. Right, well, you're already on the right track. Most people wouldn't have done it. <laughs> it's B-I-L-E-T-N-I-K-O-F-F. Yeah, forget it. Mock, there's the third spot left. We're doing Raiders? Yep. Um, Randy Moss. <laughs> no. Ma, uh, Mass? Uh, you know, I meant a different name. <laughs> it still would have been wrong. Yeah. Marshall I don't Moss. Know, Jerry Rice? <laughs> nope. Number three with 8,685 yards is Cliff Branch. Oh, Cliff, Cliff Branch. Branch. Yeah, you have Damn all those jerseys it. of him, too. All right, Matt, started off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh. Fuck, who's a wide receiver for Kansas City? Is, I don't fucking know. Dwayne Bowe? Three points. Seriously? That was a good pull from his ass guess. It's a good look at the list list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me guess. I get to guess now, right? Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm going to say Tyreek Hill. Not on the list. Yeah. Uh, Tony Gonzalez? One point. Oh, I forgot Tony Gonzalez fucking played there. Well, you made out with three points, so. And Kyle, the two two guy left is left. Two guy. Uh, I don't know. Any guesses or no? Dante Hall. Nope. Travis Kelsey. Dante. Oh. Nah, I'm just kidding. What was I saying? Well, Otis Taylor. <laughs> But Travis Kelsey has a thousand yard, thousand yard year. He'll pass him. All right, and then Kyle, start us off with the Denver Broncos. Brandon Marshall. Wrong. I should have went easy route. Uh, Rod Smith. Number one. Ma? Uh, 
Demarius Thomas. Number two. Fuck. Uh, Come on, just say Eddie Royal. Yeah. Can I guess again? <laughs> no. If I don't get it right, sure, but you don't get any points. Come on, Maz. Um, you know it. It's Eddie was Royal. Rod Smith the undrafted guy that was really good? Rod Smith was already set. But I'm asking, is that who it was? Uh, I think so. He, I mean, he was really good. I don't know if he was drafted or not, though. Because that might be the guy I was just thinking of. I, I don't fucking know. Um, so Sanders. Me. No. Who's going to be more mad that they didn't get it? Me. Kyle or Chris? Me. Go ahead, Kendall. Is it Eddie McCaffrey? No. It's Shannon no. Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Oh, oh damn it. That's why I should have won. Kendall, you get a bonus point because you were the only person to actually record a point in every round. Oh, exciting. Yeah, he fucking cheated. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I, right now I have Robert Ori's Wikipedia page up. So after one round, Mock has two points, Kyle has one, Kendall has seven, and Massey has four. All right. So now we're going to go Mock, Kyle, Massey. Sorry. We're going to go Mock, Massey, Kyle, Kendall. And then reverse from there. Ready? Mock, you ready? Yeah. You're on the clock with Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, my God. I actually have an idea for this one. This one's really easy. I can name you the Uh, whole top five without even thinking about it. Allen Robinson. He's fifth. Mass? Right? I I said Mock, Mass, Kyle, Kendall? Sure. Mass? The other Allen, Hearns. No. Kyle? <laughs> I would have been so pissed if he was on the list. I want to go with the other guy because I think it would be more points, but I'm afraid he won't be on it. Well, they whiffed both of them, so I think you have a good chance. I know that one of them's on it. I don't want the one point compared to the other one. Jimmy Smith. One point. All right, so you got two and three available there, Kendall. Uh, is that Keenan McCardell? Two points. I knew I, that's the So other who's one. three? Uh, we're missing a major one, and I'm blanking right now. Um... Gotta take a Toby Must Gerhard that major then, huh? Nah, he was pretty major for them. He just wasn't the guy that got 65,000 targets a, de- a week. <laughs> oh my god. What uh, player doesn't get 65,000 targets a week? Tight end. They're tight end. Mercedes Lewis. Ah, damn. I can't get Toby Gerhardt. And then number Gerhard. four was Maurice Jones-Drew. Really? Mm-hmm. But you know what? I probably would have guessed him. If I had if I had seven guesses for five spots, I probably would have guessed him because I couldn't think of that many notable receivers. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so, Kendall, you lead things off with the Houston Texans. I'm going to give everybody a hint here on this one before we start. All okay. these guys are Texans. They're not include, they're like There's no Oilers on this list. It's all, all right. Texans. Okay. I, I'm just going to go Andre Johnson. See, it's just funny because I wanted to see how many people would re- realize that they weren't the Oilers. <laughs> I was wondering why you were mentioning that. Yeah, but... Sure you were. Sure you were. <laughs> Check your list. DeAndre no. Hopkins. Oh, I didn't hear, hear Kendall said. DeAndre Johnson. Oh, okay, one point for Kendall. Kyle? DeAndre Hopkins. Two points for Kyle. I'm pretty sure there's only one person that's going to get the number three. Mass, go ahead. Try. It's not me. Uh, Will Fuller. No. Mock? Uh... Cecil Shorts. Nope. Anybody care to take a guess? Can I get the position? 
What if I told you that he was everybody's suburban uncle? Oh my god, is it uh, Owen Walters. Daniels? <laughs> Owen Daniels is Kevin Walters is an awesome guest, though. Alright, so back to mock. We're going with the Tennessee Titans. I got this one. But I guarantee uh, it's one point. I'll give you a hint. It's not Kenny Britt. <laughs> Damn. Eddie George. Nope. Massey. Massey. <laughs> Delaney Walker? I don't know. Nope. Desmond Mason? Nope. Trey Mason? <laughs> Kevin Dyson. Dad? No. Damn, really? Givens? Oh. E. Givens? Drew Hill? Nope. K. Burrow? C. Hennigan? And H. Jeffries? Wow. Who no, are any of these that's people? why. Because All Oilers. Oilers. <laughs> yeah. Damn. The Texans weren't the Oilers. Damn, damn. Yeah, I know. It was like a, like a, haha, you should know this kind of thing by giving that. Kendall, you're back up to start it with the Colts of Indianapolis. Um, Marvin Harrison. One point. Reggie Wayne. Two points. Raymond Berry. Three points. Cool. Definitely look that up. Mark, if you can, Why? Mark, if you can give me number five, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a bonus point. Um, twenty bucks to know what answers he's going with. <laughs> Kyle, I want you to write down the answer you think I'm going to say. I have a pen. Is it is it T. Y. Hilton? That's it's, what I was going to say. It's not T. Y. Hilton. Is it Edgar and James? No. All right. <laughs> it's Austin Collier. It's Lenny Moore. Who the hell is Lenny Moore? Kyle, I need the pen back. Because I really wanted to say Edgar and James, and then I thought of T.Y. Hilton, and I would have been really bummed if I T.Y. Hilton was fourth. Out of it. Damn. Is, Dallas Is that Parker why you made me do the fifth? Yep. All right, so after the second round, Mock sitting tight with two points. Kyle has went from, Kyle went from one point to six points. Kendall went from seven to ten, and Massey went from four to seven. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's not a punishment thing. You're just not going to get the point. At the end, though, you might get a punishment at the end of the year. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So we're going to go, what was the original order? It went it went Massey, Mock, Kendall, Kyle, right? I think so. All right, yeah. so we're going to go Kyle, Kendall, Mock, Massey. So, Kyle, we're leading things off. Ready? Yeah. All right. You are first on the board, Kyle, for the New England Patriots. Ooh. Julian Edelman? No. Terry Glenn. Wrong. Damn. Mock. Gronk. Two points. Fuck. Mass. Welker. Three points. He wasn't number one? Nope. Number one is Morgan. S. Morgan. Who, who the fuck is he? I don't know, but he has, Spencer. He has 3,000 more yards than Gronk does. Wow. All right. Ma, Massey, you're first for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Um... Jim Kelly, wide receiver. Um... You said you said Jim Kelly, the wide receiver. No, <laughs> oh. uh, he lined up for a few games. I was going to say, wow, three points <laughs> subtracted. Andre Reid, one point. Took him a minute to Google the list. Yep. <laughs> Matt, mock. Uh, Damn you, Mozilla Foxfire. 
Firefox, by the way. No. I have no idea. Kendall? Eric Moulds. Two points. Sorry, Who? Kyle. I only know Andre Reed. Kyle, do you have one? Madden. No. Just say a name. Can I'll, I, re- I'll repeat it. Listen, if I guess it right, can I give the points to Kyle? You, why would you give to Kyle? Because I like him. Sure, go ahead, oh, Kyle. You dick. Well, hold on. So, Mass, you said yes. Mock said no. Kyle, what do you say? Yeah. All right, so we got two to one. Sorry. Wait, wait. Ask Rebecca. Rebecca? He should give his points to Kyle. <laughs> Sorry. I made Kyle get Kendall's beer, so all the points go to Kyle. Is it Lee Evans? Three points to Kyle. God damn it. You know, Rebecca? You pretty much just solidified Mock going last. <laughs> Those three points pretty much might have put it out of reach for Mock. I'm no longer going to tell Kyle to stop saying mean things about Rebecca. Kyle, I just wanted to be known that I would do for Kyle as I would for anybody else. Kyle, no, Jets. That's not true. Jets. You just had the opportunity to. <laughs> um, Listen, I am the rat. <laughs> oh shit, you fucking swamp Keyshawn rat. Johnson? No. What team are we doing? I'm sorry. Jets. Jets. Oh, God. Uh, it's me. Uh, Wayne Corbett. Three points. That's the only name I knew. I gotta start And I only right knew it from the NFL Top 10. Mock? Uh, Santonio Holmes? <laughs> no. Mass? Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, yeah. Good name. He's on my team in this game right now. <laughs> Maynard is one. Don Maynard? Yep. 11,732 yards. And then W. Walker. I don't think I I'm going to start going my gut. 8,000 yards. Why, who are you going to go with? Grand Corbett. Oh, okay. All right, and so, Mass, you're leading things off with the Dolphins. Hey, Jericho Cotri wasn't on there? Yeah, him and Lavernius Coles were hanging out. <laughs> uh, oh, most blunt smoke list just came out. <laughs> Who's the number one for the Steelers? All right. For the Steelers or no, for the Dolphins? Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins, Dolphins to you, uh, uh, It's one of the two marks that Marino played with. Uh, Clayton? Two points. You list whore. He went with the two so that we wouldn't know that he'd go with the one. <laughs> Throw it as off yeah. his trail. <laughs> this guy's a devious bastard. <laughs> Massey? Or Mock? Um... I, I have a name in my, and I, I know he's not on there. It's not Devon Bess. That's a good <laughs> name. He had Devontae like, Parker? No. Yeah. I can't remember the other Mark's name, but just for a gamble, I'm going to go Chris Chambers. Fourth. Ah! Narmore, because he's a helmet at my house at the sign. Who? Narmore. Yep. Third. Damn. Who's, who's fifth? Fifth is DJ McDuffel. Oh, of course. Number one was Mark Duper. Oh, damn. So, at the end, nobody got... I'm not winning a point today. (laughs) (laughs) Mock has four points. Kyle climbed up big time with 12 points. Uh, Kendall has 15 points. And The Mass has 13 points. Anybody's game. Anybody's game going into the last one. So, last time we did, the it was Mock and Kendall. So, Mock, you led off, though, right? Uh, yes. So, Kendall, you're leading off this time for the Cleveland Browns. 
Okay. So it goes Kendall, Kendall, Kyle, Massey, Mock, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Kendall Kyle, Kendall, Kyle, Massey, Mock. Too many K's, too many M's. That's why we have a P in the show. Um. Hmm. Is it, uh. Oh my god, what's his last name? I don't know, man. Riveting Radio, though. Ozzy Guillen. <laughs> you can get there, Kendall. You know the name. Is it is it is it Newsom? Ozzy yep. Newsom. Yep. Uh, Kyle. Jim Brown. No. Mass. <laughs> I don't know. Josh Gordon. No. <laughs> All right. So. Uh. Dwayne Bowe, he was a Brown for a <laughs> two, I believe. Number two was Dante Lavelli. Receiving records. Who was it? Number two was Dante Lavelli. Uh, and number three was Mark Speedy. Good name for a wide receiver. Yeah. Was Jim yeah. Brown on, this, on the list? Nope. Four was Ray, Refna, Ray, Ray Renfro. And fifth was Gary Collins. I don't know who any of those are. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, they had to have been from the 50s. Mass is up first. Mass, you're up first for the Bengals. Uh, AJ Green. Two points. Wait, what? Are, what did I have had to go first? I don't know. I thought it went. I just went last. Um. Did he? Kyle, you always shot. All right. Yeah, I just went last. I, I mean, it's a, if I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I went. No, last no, I think I just fucked up the order. My bad. No, because Massey's supposed. Yeah, Massey's supposed to go last when Kendall or Kendall goes. Kendall and Massey's supposed to be the the train end of the things here. So I don't know what to do here. Can can, can Mock <laughs> just go second? I give. I'll just I'll just guess now. Well, I'm gonna give Mock a bonus point for fucking it up on him because Massey went. So Massey, you're not gonna be at the end anymore. But Massey still gets okay. his two points. Massey said AJ Green. I I'd like to get ten bonus points. <laughs> Ten bonus points would still put you in last. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm, we got AJ Green off the board, huh? Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got that squared away. Tyler uh, Boyd's still there. Chris Collinsworth. Five. Damn. <laughs> Kendall or Kyle? Which one? Kyle. Isaac Curtis. Three points. Ooh. Never heard of him. Uh, Can I go with Chad Johnson slash Ocho Cinco? One point. Ah, yeah. Forgot about him. He's a leader. By a lot. (laughs) It's only by like a thousand years, really. Is TJ Who's Your Mama on the list? No. (laughs) All right. So now it's going back to Kendall to start. So it's going Kendall, Kyle, Mock Mass. All right. So Massey's last. Pittsburgh Steelers. Aw, damn it. Uh, I will go with uh, Heinz Ward. One point. Kyle? Lynn Swan. Nope. Really? Not even on the list. Should be. Massey? Or Mock, sorry. Mock? Mock? (laughs) Antonio Brown? Two. 
Mass? Hmm. Way to blow it on your fucking, own team, Kyle. It's not fucking Lin Swan. You'd think Jesus a fucking Hall Christ. of Famer would be on the list. You do think that. Eve Miller? Fourth. Oh, I just go with the tight end because I don't Stallworth. know the other receivers. Stallworth. Stallworth is three. Oh, and he had more yards than... Lewis Lips is fifth. I don't know that. All right, and last You know, Louis Loose Lips. <laughs> Massey lead it off for the Baltimore Ravens. The only wide receiver I know that was any good was Torrey Smith. I don't know any other receivers. Three points. Wow, I thought he'd be higher. Mock? Anquan Bolden? Nope, not on the list. Kendall? Kyle? Kyle? Oh, I think I know who number one might be. Kyle. No, you're looking up the list. He's searing it. I want to say Todd Heap, but he hasn't been Siri, tell me about my mortal enemies. I'll go with my other guy. I've been there a long time. Derek Mason. One point. Who? Same guy that I said for the Titans. I was mad when he went there. I liked him a lot. I hope you looked it up in incognito mode, Souls. <laughs> Kendall? Um, Todd Heap, what the hell? Two. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's the guy that's my tight end in this league I'm doing, and that guy sucks. <laughs> so Mason had 5,700, Todd Heap had 54, Torrey Smith 35, Mark Clayton with 31, and Ray Rice with 3,000. Wow. Oh, Steve Smith's not even on the list? No, why, why would he be? <laughs> he only played there a little bit. So and, did Tory Smith and fucking what's his face? Well, remember the the Ravens are the Browns. So, <laughs> and just to add insult to injury to his first place finish, Kendall again only person to get one right in every round. Bonus point. Good job, Kendall. So, hey, what about win? getting one wrong in every round? <laughs> <laughs> Ten points. You didn't get one wrong in every round. You didn't even get one last round. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> All right, so Mox in last place with seven points. Kyle in third with 16. Massey in second with 18. And in first place was Kendall with 20. You cheated. Fuck you, Kendall. <laughs> you rat. So, Kendall, congratulations. <laughs> you got a GSWD point. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will give one bonus point. I will give a GSWD point. It's worth a whole point. Ooh. Um, to anybody who can name to me the all-time leader in passer rating for, uh, it's a minimum of a thousand attempts for the Buffalo Bills. Passer rating? Yep. I need a buzz instead of say buzz. 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 Mock. Fuck. Is it Jim Kelly? Incorrect. New buzzer. Buzz. No, you can't go again. That wasn't said. I just said it. If it's Matt Castle, I'm going to be pissed. Buzz. <laughs> Kendall? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Incorrect. Kyle Mock or Massey? Kyle Massey? Uh, what an ugly name. <laughs> I think I like Buzz? Christopher Soulsmore. Sexy guy, though. <laughs> Massey? Buzz? Massey? Buzz. Yep. Uh, was it um, Josh Allen? I don't know. Incorrect. All right, Kyle, right. you get the last guess. Between two names. 
Go with your gut. Drew Bledsoe. Incorrect. What's the other name? So, Drew Bledsoe is five, seventy-nine point two. Fitzpatrick is fourth, seventy-three-eight. Flutie third, eighty-one-seven. Oh, I forgot about Doug. Flutie. Kelly second, eighty-four-four. A minimum of a thousand attempts with a 90, 90, 92.5 Tyrod Taylor. I was going to hey. say that. <laughs> well, you didn't, so you get nothing. Good day, sir. Yeah, in fact, you get the you get the credit from J.P. Lozman as your guest. You know, I really thought you were going to say Matt Castle. I was going to get really mad. Just so you know, on this list, because it's a minimum of a thousand attempts, there are only three Ravens. <laughs> Can you name them? Two Wilder, Paul. Okay, uh, Steve McNair. Um, You're already wrong. Well, what's the question? Minimum of a thousand attempts. What are the three quarterbacks that qualify for the Baltimore Ravens? Flacco. Yep. Um, Minimum of a thousand attempts. Uh, is one of them um, fucking what's his face? Um, hold on, let me get there. Let me get there. Orton. Who? Randy. <laughs> no, Bob Cowboy Bob. It's, Cowboy it's Joe Flacco, Vinny Testaverde, and Kyle Bowler. Gross. Those are the only three people in Ravens history to have attempted a thousand or more passes. I can't believe that. And the only reason I know that is because there's, there's just no names in four and five. Flacco was there for ten years. Well, they were the Browns. Yes. So you keep mentioning. No, like they were actually the Browns. Right, but I like understand. they weren't. But they weren't. They, the franchise was sold, not moved. Yeah, it was like the Houston Oilers were moved to Tennessee, and they were the Oilers for two years there before. Yeah, the, the Browns were just sold. Like the, it's essentially like selling like a permit. Like they're just like, hey, here's our rights to an NFL team. Do with it what you will. And they're like, well, we're not gonna fucking have brown <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> So, we're going to go ahead and be the Baltimore Ravens, and we're going to look like all our players are wearing women's leggings. <laughs> In true sports fashion. Yeah. All right, so there you go. We have two GSWD points. Nobody got the Tyrod Taylor point. Is what it is. Um, you guys want to do, or we're kind of up against the, the grain here, so you guys want to do beer reviews? Yeah. Who wants yeah, to go first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle? I let off with the Blackhawk IPA. It was pretty solid. It would give it a three. Just like a standard IPA. Nothing special. Then I had the G Bunny. The Geo Bunny, I'm sorry. From Not Hill Brewery. Another Connecticut beer. Fucking terrible. I'm never going to get that again. Is there any left? No. Damn. One of the try it so I can put the sticker in my book. It looks cool. You can put the sticker on. No, I can't. I have to try yeah, the beer. There's a little sip. All this backwash. There's a little sip. Is there enough to fill one of these little shot glasses? Yeah. So fill it and give it to me. Yep. Uh, three beers tonight. I forgot my book at home, of course, because I'm a dope. <laughs> uh, I start off with the Strawberry Crop Circles, Dumb a bitch. Strawberry Milkshake Triple IPA from Front Porch Brewing of Wallingford, Connecticut. Everything you could want. Milkshake IPA, Triple IPA. I know. It's What's a, the percentage? The percentage is, in fact, bum, 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 10% alcohol by volume Gross. in a 16-ounce uh, can. Um, I did not enjoy this very much. <laughs> um 
I'm obsessed with the idea of a milkshake IPA and a triple IPA, but this did not. Uh... Well, I feel like too the milkshake IPA isn't what you thought it was. No, I don't know. You what were, I, I feel like you, you were expecting like a creamy, yeah, that's exactly like, kind of thick IPA. Like, that's exactly right. <laughs> you were expecting a beer that you need to eat with a spoon. Pretty much, he's on. You were you were expecting the frosty of beers. Yeah. And I've been disappointed that is. I mean, how dare they call it a milkshake IPA? Well, not it's made with fact. lactose. Why do they call it a milkshake IPA? It's made with lactose. Yeah. They should just call it a lactose IPA. I'd drink that. Uh, but yeah. It's not saying much. <laughs> it's true. Um, it does smell like strawberries, so good on you. Um, uh, I didn't really take a good look at the color, so I kind of blew it on that. It's kind of dark. How many stars? Two stars. Doubtful would get again. But would drink again. Would drink again, yeah. Uh, moved on to the Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, Kendall, before you continue your review, have you ever come across a beer that you wouldn't drink again? No. Uh, no I'm sure I have. I don't remember off the top of my head. but I mean, right. I mean Honda Civic Extra Golds are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- there's been bad beers. Like, I don't like... Um, any... We had a thirty pack of extra gold that sat in the be- in the trunk of a Honda Civic for six straight days of ninety degree weather, and then we brought them into a house where they somehow got hotter. <laughs> but we drank them all. So Kendall, you're telling me there's a beer that if I handed you right now out there right now, no. you would say no, I wouldn't drink no, that? No, no, that that is incorrect. But what, <laughs> but what I dislike it, but that goes for anything. Like I, I you know, I've had like. You know, sandwiches that I don't like, but still ate. You know, it's, 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 speaking it's, of, we need to go to Vinny's. Yeah. <sighs> so bad. Anyways, Whatever. continue your uh, PBR. I'm sure we've all had it. Uh, it's it's like the the it's the beer of beers. It's you know, you, it's everywhere. It's, it's beer beers. Beer beers. Uh, the four, hipster wet dream. Right. It's four stars. It's solid. It holds its own. It's it's it, it won an award in eighteen whatever for a reason. You know, they did a good job. Um. I'm currently drinking from Thomas Hooker Brewery, Hit by Pitch. Kind of got the Yard so Goats logo. you piece of shit here. Oh, Kyle, you gave him that beer? Yeah, I know. You gave me this beer. I didn't do it on purpose. Is there any left? There's a whole bunch. I'd like to drink some of it so I can put it in my book. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, um, so, Kendall, you fucked up. Mark, how many beers did you have tonight? Just the one? Yeah. Mark, uh, Kendall, you fucked up. You drank a PBR. Otherwise, this would have been an entirely CT show. Oh, man. Well, Pabst is kind of like all state, you know? Someone <laughs> kick him in the balls. I'm not going to kick him in the balls. What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to find Alexa Bliss, and I'm going to let Dave Schufel plow her. <laughs> I know would still watch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He'd be looking at his friends like, sorry, I could have gotten with her. He's retarded, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love Mock's smug <laughs> smile on the screen. That's terrible. He uh, did it. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I was also in the group who couldn't pass the test to actually cook. <laughs> so, I mean, that it says everything about me. So, are you calling yourself retarded to justify your actions towards no, a mentally challenged not, person? But I didn't say those things. I was present for them. I almost regret telling the story now. <laughs> almost. Uh, hit by pitch. It's a pale ale. Um, it's it's fine. It's 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 not really special. Is it a baseball game beer? It is a baseball game beer. Like I could definitely have a billion of these. It's it's good. Uh, it's light. Uh, it's almost worth you know spending a billion dollars to get your friend a, a cup set for him to miss a cup. Yeah, but Kendall, here's the thing: you would have a billion of these means something because you could have a billion of any beer. That's it's true. just a matter of when we're going to stop you, right? Or if I stop myself. 
or if we had to, some of us had to load you into the back of a car right. at a wedding. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, mock. Three stars. That was so funny. Three stars would get again. I can't wait to do that to you at your own wedding. Oh, can't do that. It'd be so funny though. What happened to their wedding? We had to take Kendall to the hospital, and we wouldn't let Rebecca come with. Yeah. We told her we were going to Midstate. We took him to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's on fluids, <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> Mock, how was your beer? Uh, I had the what was it called here? The uh, Budweiser Hop Ale. <laughs> the Hopskull from Bad Sons. Um, I wasn't super crazy about it. Um, I mean. It was kind of kind of plain for a pale. I mean, there there wasn't much to it. Um, I'd give it two stars. I mean, I would drink it again, but I, I don't want to. You wouldn't buy it, but you would drink it if it was available. Yeah, like you know, if if that was the only like craft option at a bar. Well, hold on though. But what if they also had Budweiser bottles? I would probably get that. <laughs> yeah. I drink two beers, both CT beers. I let off with the Rainbow Gravy IPA from Blackhawk Brewing, our friends at Blackhawk Brewing in Oxford, Connecticut, 7.5%. Straw in color with a citrusy aroma. I forgot to check that off. Uh, it was very. Uh, it was a grainy citrusy IPA, um, which means that it had some haze to it. Uh, nice citrus flavor with a very mild on the booze aspect. Um, it was the perfect hot day IPA. It's the best way I could describe it. Like, a, like you pull it out of the cooler, ice cold. Like, it's the perfect, like, sit there, like, cornhole. Like, watch people do things at a picnic. Perfect perfect Vinny Jankowski party IPA. Uh, four stars, absolutely good again. And then I finished off with my last CT beer of the day, which was the IROC IPA from Kinsman Brewing in Milldale, Connecticut. Seven percenters, straw in color, earthy and floral notes. Uh, citrus and floral on the flavor. Uh, it almost kind of had like a sour IPA taste to it. Like it wasn't sour, but it kind of tasted like that like extra fermented IPA. It was refreshing, but it was slightly boozy, and I don't think I could do more than two. I gave it three stars. Maybe we'd get it again. And there you have it. Yeah. Would you say the first IPA kind of had a perfect IPA smell? The That would be the second IPA that you oh, said that about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I asked Kendall, what does this smell like? He goes, flowers, perfect IPA smell. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I don't see a box for perfect IPA smell, yeah. so I guess I'm going to check other and say Kendall's nose is broke. Yep, not too articulate, this one. Mark, <laughs> um, where can they find us? You guys, be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's breaking the COVID quarantine. Yep. Or uh, <laughs> pooping on yourself. I got nothing. I, I ran out of steam on that one. <laughs> um, be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Find us on Spotify, Spreaker, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We are there. Also on Spreaker. I said that. And Mass, uh, where could they find us on Spreaker? Add slash GSWD. Good enough answer for me. <laughs> Don't hold us to it. Um, but I think that's it. Anybody closing statements at all? Anything? Nothing? Got it all? Nothing? Um, I, uh, I just found out that I can make all of us in this game. Yeah. Well, Mock's going to be up till 2 in the morning. <laughs> 
Um, I'm about to make myself the most mobile quarterback they've ever seen. <laughs> More mobile than Mike Vick. So Taylor Rapp had a really insane workout the other day. Did anybody see that? Yeah, where he like rode a bike for 18 hours. Well, he didn't ride a bike for 18 hours, but he biked 125 miles and did a bunch of other stuff, burned 10,000 calories. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, if I ever burned 10,000 calories, it wouldn't mean anything because it means I would have ate 30,000. Because <laughs> I would have yeah. been, been like, oh, biking. Wow, look at that beer place. Let me grab some of that for a ride. Oh, ribs. I can eat those with one hand. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Maybe, maybe full in-house studio. We'll see what goes on there as the COVID, as the COVID quarantine fear breaks down more and more. Um, but until then, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Mushroom. I'm, I'm Solzy19. I'm Match Chris Massey. And I'm the Rat of a Red Baron. Yeah.